Okay. Okay. <laughs> Have you found that uh, during the um, the whole pandemic that you've de- developed What's this any now? The what now? The pandemic. The who? The pandemic. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 that. Sometimes it slips my mind. I know. I, I, it's easy for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but the, that you've de- developed any weird or strange behaviors because of the changes in what's going on around the world? Yeah, I think uh, we've talked about it briefly. W- what I'm willing to accept as entertainment has changed drastically. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Before, I just didn't have time for this. Yeah. If you if you don't grab me in the first 10 minutes, I'm out, baby. That's right. Yeah. But now there's no out. <laughs> <laughs> now there's just in. <laughs> so you just got to let it play. I find I have like unlimited amounts of time and yet not enough time in the day all at the same time. Yeah. You know, which is really weird. Like yesterday, I didn't do much of anything, uh, a few things, but not that much. <laughs> and then I was exhausted <laughs> and and I, I still had other things. I was like, oh, I wish I would have done that today. But I didn't because I just time just kind of got away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Well, it is, you know, there's the emotional strain, there's the, there's the <laughs> psychological strain, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. It makes you tired, it you does. know? I also find you can't, I've got uh, <laughs> you can't uh, finish anything. <laughs> I can't even start anything. Like I don't feel no, like no. starting anything yeah. either. Because like, oh, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also find I'm, I'm developing like a rationing behavior. Like I ration things. You know what I mean? I'm glad like, there was an extra syllable. I <laughs> you said developing a ration, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ooh, buddy, TMI for the podcast. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but I'm like, like I'll like unreasonable rationing of things. Like I'm like, um. I'm going to leave that last chocolate chip until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's not unreasonable. It's not? Why is that unreasonable? I don't it just seems weird. Like I'm not judging you for this. I it, the shoppings have changed yeah. uh, and therefore I think the consumption must change. Yeah, you know? it's definitely like, I'm, you know, not afraid to go to the grocery store, but I don't like going out to get you're stuff. You're le- lessening those trips yeah. as much as you can. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, cuz there's yeah. risk involved. I'm managing my risk. Fauchizo. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. It's it's. I'm curious to see what's going to happen to people when this is over, if it ever ends. <laughs> see, like, <laughs> what other kind of weird stuff? Like, you know, my wife was saying I, I, she's going to be like an agoraphobic because she's not going to just doesn't doesn't want to go and hang out with people yeah. anymore. I think you know? anyone with that had a sort of a preceding tendency towards agoraphobia, uh, being a homebody is what they call it, I believe. Yeah, you know? one yeah. of those indoor kids. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna take this and run with it. <laughs> the baton has been handed, and and they're like, "We'll do." Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be right here. It's gonna be hard to go out and like you know, trust that other people are not gonna Gather kill again? you. Well, just that they're not. It, you know, everyone's a, everyone's a suspect right now. You know what I mean? In this, in this murder mystery understand. we're in. I'm, I don't mean to be contrarian, but what do you mean a suspect? Well, everyone is a, a potential carrier. Every person out there. <laughs> Is a potential typhoid Mary might be out there sure. unwillingly trying to kill you. Sure, sure, sure. So, you know, uh, it's it's going to be hard to get over that and just be like, okay, I guess they're not, that that my neighbor is not unclean. I'm just going to have to go with that. You, you do kind of have to just, you know, it's a leap of faith. You have to trust people and trust yourself and, uh, you know, don't stop living life. That's how the virus wins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm we not will not that. negotiate with viruses. No, we will not. I'm having a great time. On the plus side, I am having I know a you great are. time. I know you are. So you're I'm worried not... about the reopening. I am. The closing, you're fine with. That's, I'm great with the closing. <laughs> it's fantastic. 
It's the reo- yeah, the reopening is the part I'm going to have a trouble with. You're, I was talking about you to a friend of mine uh, this week, and I called you the Corona Kid because <laughs> you're just in it and you love it. You want more of it. I love that the Corona Kid yeah. is fantastic. You're the Corona Kid, baby. The I Corona Kid that. rides again <laughs> from that'll, the kitchen to the easy chair. That'll be wave two. The Corona Kid <laughs> rides again. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love it. Totally. He, you fantastic. are the Corona Kid. I love that. I, I will take that mantle gladly. Let's make T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Your well, face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cor- Corona kid under yeah, it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I'm in. Oh, I like it too. That's fantastic. Let's do it. <laughs> well, welcome everyone to Glengarry Glen Ross Infinite, the Glengarry Glen Ross Infinite podcast. Your source for not trusting anybody in the outside world. <laughs> A better way to isolate yourself from everything good. <laughs> How you doing there, Zumbo? You know, I'm uh, better than you. Well, right, let's just let's just we'll use you as the bar. That's a low bar. <laughs> That's a low fucking bar. Yeah, and if this ain't limbo, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, the only time a low bar doesn't work for me is if we're playing limbo. That's true. That's a Are good we point. Playing limbo. What do you call it? Yeah, that's limbo. Performing limbo. Everybody limbo. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, there's a song right. and everything. Yeah, there but what is, do you, is it? Is it playing or is it performing? What are you? You're not playing limbo. You're not. You I thought it was. Limbo? It's kind of a game, isn't it? It's a competition. Like yes, if it you, is a game. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's we'll playing play some limbo. <laughs> <laughs> you never hear that. And you know what they haven't come up with, which I think would be really good, is virtual limbo. Virtual like, limbo. You could play it over Zoom with your friends. You know what I mean? I don't know how it works. I'm just I'm spitballing this right now because well, I'm in innovation. This, is, this well, is what I do. But you know, if it was some sort, you know, maybe there's just an imaginary bar. You know, and there is order. no bar. Are you an innovation? I am. Yeah. How Let's, much of the innovations discussed come from you? <laughs> <laughs> what? Give me a percentage on that. Uh, point zero Five six, percent. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, you are in innovation. <laughs> <laughs> but you you do more recording of innovations than you actually do innovating isn't that right probably i would say, yeah the percentages probably would bear that out yeah yeah okay all right but nonetheless let's challenge our assumptions about limbo for a minute <laughs> shall we do we actually need a bar i mean why why are we going with this old fashioned notion of a bar why can't we just it's true. limbo yeah. under an imaginary threshold Hashtag #free limbo <laughs> Right? That's absolutely it's absolutely right. Let's get him out of its physical world cell and into the digital age. Yeah. I mean come digital on. Digital limbo. I love it. I love it. Let's make it happen. And Did there should be a, vi- a video game limbo. Video limbo. Limbo video I game. I That'd can't be fun. think of a more boring video game. <laughs> How <laughs> it reminds me of the. Do you remember the track and field? I love uh, track and field. Of, I love track and field. And you just, you, it was just button mashing. Like how fast can you button mash? Yes. Like that's all limbo would be. <laughs> get lower. Get lower. I gotta get lower. Oh no. <laughs> or if you assigned the buttons and the sticks to like different joints in your body. So like ah. you know the, the the circle button is your hips, you know, and you kind of hit that to make them go lower or higher, and the triggers are like you know your rib cage or something. Yeah, yeah. And you're f- folding and bending your body around and stuff. That'd be yeah. fun. L- L2 is your trash talk button. <laughs> right? You're like, I fucking nailed that height, didn't I? It wasn't even close. You didn't even come close to that bar. I used to love track and field. That was so much fun. 
Yeah. There was the sprint, right, where you were mashing the buttons. Mashing the buttons. And then there was... And there was the long jump where you mashed the buttons right? and then... And then jump, the right? And then the there right was time. the yeah. hurdles where you would mash and push and mash and push and yeah, mash and push alternatively. mashing and pressing. That's right. And then there was the... the um, the javelin, and you'd mash for a while, and then you'd hit the button for a certain... You had to hold that one to get the angle right. of the yeah, javelin correct. Yeah, to get the angle right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was like the... um, What's the the hammer throw or something where you spun around? Remember that when you spun around in the thing and then released the hammer? It was kind yeah, of the was. The, the shot put, there's the hammer <laughs> throw. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, I loved that game. That was so much fun. Yeah, I hated it. Really? I mean, it's all we had, so I yeah. played it, but yeah, I course. wasn't like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you remember the track balls at the arcade with the track and field games you would just fucking yeah 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 spin that spin goddamn that ball like it like nobody's business <laughs> man a couple of old guys talking about video games <laughs> let's do something else yeah i'd love that okay what do you want to do well let's talk about episode number 52 science math and geology other stuff it's numerology we did it yes sir we totally did it oh yeah you caught me munching (laughs) didn't get didn't get to breakfast it's a short jingle you caught me munching (laughs) (laughs) okay excuse me all my fellow misophonia members apologies for eating on the microphone 52, buddy. Yeah. The natural number preceding 53 and following 51. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I ran the reverse picket fence on you there. Did you notice? <laughs> I didn't. What'd you, oh, oh, you did the... Wait, do it again? <laughs> preceding 53 and following 51. Oh, yeah, yeah. You did do the reverse. The other way around. Yeah, I was so used to it coming out the other way. I just kind of wasn't even listening. I'm going to thank you to listen to my words. Okay. <laughs> You know, going forward. Sure, sure. Pay attention. All is forgiven, but... Yeah, yeah. You know, you go with me or for me or your shit. I'm, all, I'm there. I'm ready. I'm with you. Okay. In mathematics, 52 is the sixth bell number. Oh, bell number. Yeah, bell, bell of the ball. Bell number of the ball. <laughs> Does that mean the other numbers win the Nobel Prize? Nobel. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> one's a bell, one's a Nobel. <laughs> it's pretty good, buddy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Would you prefer I go back to not listening? <laughs> um, it's, I'm 50-50 on it okay. right now. Yeah. You do, you do whatever you need to do. Okay. <laughs> it's Nothing is accomplished either way. So <laughs> I guess whatever you're feeling in the moment. Nothing's accomplished here. Nothing's accomplished. Uh, it is also a decagonal number. Ooh. Yeah. That is a figurette number that extends the concept of triangular and square numbers. Oh, fun. Yeah, we're extending the concept. Sure we are, all day long. I, that seems like a phrase you could get away with vir- answering virtually any question with that. <laughs> we're just extending the concept. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Who's going to argue with exactly. it? Exactly. You, well, you can't say anything <laughs> no, to that. No, shorten the concept. <laughs> no, no one's saying that, right? No, no one would say that. No one would ever say that. I think that concept has run its course. No one would say that. You no one would ever say it. that. No, you take a good concept, you extend it, you know, it's good to go. <laughs> what, 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 what are you guys doing in here? <laughs> We're extending the concept. What What are you doing? <laughs> We're extending the concept. <laughs> what did I learn on Western? <laughs> you don't sell a guy one concept. You extend. You don't shorten one concept. <laughs> you extend it over 15 years. You extend years. five <laughs> concepts over 15 years. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, 52 is also an untouchable number. <gasps> oh, cool. It is cool. I imagine that scene in, uh, in Elliot Ness's office where like, the alderman is like, so you 52s are untouchable. Is that the thing? No one can get to you. I love that alderman. That is the great Del Close. Do you know Del Close? I know his name. I don't yeah, know he's why. a massive, massive figure in the uh, in the long form improv. Yes, world. that is where I know his name from. That's right, That's m- Mr. Del Close. How about that? And he I was working heavily at, at uh, Second City at the time of uh, the Untouchable shooting, and uh, just nosed his way in there. I imagine well, that's fantastic. And I guarantee you, if David Mamet was on set, he was not permitted to inter- improvise a single syllable of his speech. Yeah, no, he he was watched very closely <laughs> from the moment he stepped onto set. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit! Not, oh no, not one of these Moise improv guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, oh. Fuck me, man! What am I supposed yeah, to do? With I this mean, guy? yeah, it's that's that was uncomfortable for Dave for sure. <laughs> You're going to have an improv gentleman on my set. <laughs> that way wouldn't work, wouldn't work. But I think Del Close was amazing. Like he's a memorable guy in that scene. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. for sure. And if he had done more, like in the world of film, I would want to cast him for sure. Because he is definitely like on the Mount Rushmore of of improv comedy. Yeah, he was great. Um, so that's a nice little untouchable bit of trivia for you, Mr. That was Del fun. Close. Yeah, I like Shout that. out to Mr. Del Close. Del Close. Um, anyway, 52 is untouchable since it is never the sum of proper divisors. That's, ah, that's just what untouchable means. That's cool. Also, it doesn't take bribes from sleazy aldermans. <laughs> 52 walks around the office, invites the crew back inside to... So that everyone knows they're being bribed. <laughs> and then he can say, tell Capone I'll see him in hell. That's right. He puts up negative uh, newspaper articles in his office to show, <laughs> you know, like, he doesn't care what the press has to say. He's going to do what's right. <laughs> 51 is standing around and 52 comes up and is like, let's do some good. <laughs> 52s all untouchables a bunch of 52s in that office I'll <laughs> I love tell it you. that's great uh, it is also a non-cototient and I, again I'm always I'm going to ask you every time to say that with the Philadelphia accent if you would please non-cotation cotation non-cotation <laughs> how can that be non-cotation hon <laughs> okay okay if you say it's non-cotation <laughs> I guess it's non-cotation <laughs> hun <laughs> I feel like nails on a chalkboard. I know I've said it before. Boy, I hate it. I love it. (laughs) Well, I love it and I hate it. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it goes both ways for me. It does. Yeah, okay, moving on. Uh, 52 is the atomic number of tellurium. Oh, I like that one. You love tellurium. I did not expect that response. That's fantastic. I like that. It reminds me of like telluride. Well, there's... I feel like there, I'm going to go skiing soon. Something born of tellurium is also a telluride. Oh, I can't wait to find out about it. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <coughs> I want to say real quick, though. If if elements like tellurium exist, and they're actual elements, and nobody knows anything about them, well, why can't those be used instead of unobtainium? 
Well, that's a great question. And and adamantium. Why don't you just say tellurium? Yeah, that's a great question because those are not copyrighted. These the elements are not copyrighted. Right? You <laughs> exactly. can you could go around and use carbon and oxygen all you want in your works of fiction. You could, yeah. Yeah. I guess And just cut cut it with tellurium and nobody knows. <laughs> nobody's the wiser. Right, that's right. Who's gonna know that tellurium has all these great properties it doesn't actually have? No one's gonna look that up, right? You're right. That's, and we're about to get to some of them now. That's brilliant, Zumbo. I'm, I thank well, you thanks, for bringing buddy. that up. Because well, in in our next in our next efforts, let's go with some telluriums and some what else? What what else do we have? Some uh, other ones that we've come well, across. There's, there's, there's the got to be even some other good ones you can make up that are not as ridiculous as unobtainium. Oh, there's no question, right? I mean, adamantium's yeah, really good. Adamantium is good. That's a good one. Kind of. It's okay. Well, I mean, it's made out of Adam Ant, the great pop star from the '80s, <laughs> which he's comprised 100% of adamantium. I mean, that he is one durable pop star. <laughs> I loved Adam and the Ants when I was a teenager. I was yeah, I think I got them. into them for a little while. I, yeah, I yeah. had buttons on my jean jacket. It's, Adam and whoa, the Ants buttons. Yeah, whoa, yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> Stop everything. <laughs> Was it a was it a multiple button situation? Yeah, I had several. Were you several one buttons. one pop star only kind of guy? Oh oh, other pop stars. I can't remember what I, I probably had some other pop stars on there, but mo, uh, I had a several Adam Ant buttons, Ad, Adam and the Ants buttons for sure. Sure, I just had a, a pop, some popped in my head. I had a Def Leppard pin. Now we're on talking my, on my jeaning jacket. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I and t- on on this day. I can't think of a worse rock band, but then <laughs> I love Def Leppard. Yeah, I loved Adam and the Ants too, and uh, their their albums, the 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 hit tracks are great, and then like the B tracks, pretty good. The C tracks are garbage. Garbage, you know I mean, just yeah, really yeah. bad. And it's like, yeah, how yeah. did they get away with this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. The music business was a sham back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, but I, Adam and the Ants was good teenager music. Oh yeah, in our day they were they were really fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It had sort of a absolutely. rebellious soul to it, you know. Exactly. And Adam the Ants, which Adam himself was super cool, you know. Which is why I'm shocked that you had it on a jean jacket. Well, I was super cool too, man. How did you not have like George Hearn as Sweeney Todd on your jean jacket? <laughs> well, I prefer Len Cariou if we're going to go there. <laughs> I mean, let's be real about. Well, this. I just walked right into that one. <laughs> You can be having George you, Hearn for Christ's you sake. Wa- you walked in, and, and <laughs> as opposed to carrying me in. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. My apologies. But you do prefer Len Cariou? Oh my God! A, yeah. I think George Hearn was amazing. He was okay, but Len uh, Cariou. Is... I think his voice is just ridiculous. And and oh, we are gonna we're, we might have to go a few rounds on this one. Buddy. Really. <laughs> I, I think George Hearn's a little over the top for me. I'm a George Hearn guy. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what can I tell you? I love him in Okaja Full. I'll give him that. Uh-huh. He's terrific. Uh, yeah. But Sweeney, he, he wasn't my favorite Sweeney. The, look, the heart wants what it wants. <laughs> and my heart wants Hearn. <laughs> you got him. He's all yours. Okay. <laughs> Good, because no one else wants him. Do you also prefer... Take him. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs him? Do you also prefer Chris Granendahl over... Um, uh, the original guy, um, who's so good. What's his name? Oh Christ! Here we go. Weingarten well, now you're just purposely talking over my head. I don't know who the first name is. 
And I'm, I'm sure I won't know the second either. It's not important. No one will know <laughs> except for Dave Kincannon. He's the it only one. It gets less and less important the more you can't remember it. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Victor Garber. Victor Garber's the other guy. Oh, I love Victor Garber. Of course you do. And Chris Cranendall, you have no time for. I'm a Garber guy. Yeah, he's fantastic. I'm a Garber baby. He was. He was the original. <laughs> <laughs> He was the original uh, ingenue guy in the Sweeney Todd, of course. He sang, That's right. Uh, and I fell in love with him in Assassins when he oh, was the troubadour. Yes. No, he was right? John Wilkes Booth. Oh, John Wilkes Booth. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, he's great right. in yeah, that, yeah, yeah. too. Fantastic. He was so great in that. Yeah. Um, oh, should we, should we uh, while we're here? This has been Broadway Minute. But while we're here, I mean, Victor Garber, should we just go ahead and cast Victor Garber? I think we got to get him in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would they play? Who would they play? Victor Garber's been in a few. I know he's had some good television appearances and and movie uh, appearances. Yeah, he's in like a Marvel show, not a Marvel show. Is he in a Marvel show? He's in some kind of superhero show. Maybe it's a DC show. Oh, interesting. He's that's what he's been doing lately, and he looks fantastic. Yeah, the gray hair really like helped. Ugh, just does wonders for him. It really does. He's so distinguished now. Yeah, he looks because he had that like fro when he was younger. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And he was in the film version of. uh, Godspell too, playing. You're kidding. Playing Jesus. I don't think I noticed that, or maybe I never saw that. I'm sure you never saw it. The the film version is one of these weird '70s things. They tried to make it like the one of those clown things, like was popular <laughs> in the '70s. Right, like right, right, right. They're right. all in like this weird white face with you know little symbols on their faces and whatnot, and they're running around yeah, a yeah, junkyard yeah. in the movie or whatever. It's bizarre. They tried to make it like it's, the show, and it's kind of weird. Yeah, you can't. You just can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Victor Garber, where um, where would you cast him in this? I mean, he's so good. I I, I love him. Uh, I do too. But I I don't. I, I this is sacrilege. I just don't know that he's right anywhere. I think he'd be great as James Link. A a good yeah be yeah okay yeah if anywhere yes I would agree with that. Yeah, really good actor can carry that whole all of that silence really well. You know, he can be really. Uh, um, I, injured. I, I'm, gonna, and, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with that. All right. Well, that was I can't easy. see him anywhere else. Yeah. I really can't. No, I think he'd be great. I love it. Nice work, buddy. Yeah. You killed it. <laughs> <laughs> and you laugh maniacally like you killed. Well, I'm happy that we cast Victor Garber because I'm a big Victor Garber fan. He's yeah. tremendous. Uh, as as are we all. Yeah, he's tremendous. Right. Yeah. Now I I hasten to 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 do this, <laughs> uh, but. I mean, he's been in some big bangers. Oh, he's really? Been in some, he's been in some world-class movies. Okay. And I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with any of them. Probably not. <laughs> I'm trying to visualize him in a movie role. I know I've seen him on screen. I'll help you with this. It's okay. three pretty big movies. One gigantic movie. Really? Two other pretty solid success movies. And then a TV show that was pretty widely known as well. Wow. All right. I know. Old Victor Garby's. How about it? Yeah. Uh, I know he's never been in... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think of him as like a franchise guy, although like you say, he might have appeared in one that I just don't remember him showing up right, in. Right, right. No, none of these are franchise movies. They're all one and dones. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I have no... I know. Clue. There's no jumping off point even, right? Yeah, no. I can't even get started. 
Well, he was apparently in Titanic. Oh, sure. Okay. okay. Which I've, I've never seen. No, I haven't either. Really? No, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've never sat through yeah. the whole thing. I mean, I've seen the like the the catastrophic scenes over and over again. Yeah, yeah. But I've never front to backed that one. No, neither have I. I don't. I don't feel the need. Really, I'm not compelled right. to watch it. Yeah. Right. And then uh, starring alongside of the one Miss Jennifer Garner, he was in the Alias TV show for five seasons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Alias. That was pretty successful. It was too. Yeah. And then remaining are the, he was in the First Wives Club. Oh, okay. First Wives Club. <laughs> did you ever see that no, one? No, didn't catch that one. Really? No, did you see it? I, I mean, sure. Was it good? It's got Bette Midler in it. <laughs> Am I not going to watch that? <laughs> did you cry? Is it a tearjerker? You're going to Divine Miss M and Goldie Hawn oh. and Diane Keaton and I'm not going to watch it? <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> How have you not seen it? <laughs> I don't like the first generation of anything. I try to wait for this. When they, <laughs> when they get it all the details worked out and they come back with the second wives club, I'm in. Okay? <laughs> hey, come back to me when you get to your third wives club. <laughs> I got no time for this. <laughs> and then the great film Argo rounds oh, yeah. out the top four from Victor Garbs. Yeah, it was pretty good. Argo was great. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, pretty Thought good. It was really good. Yeah, very good. Um, how did we get there? I don't know. We talked about Sweeney Todd. We, we were talking about elements. I haven't even gotten into Tellurium yet. You're talking about. You're talking about what? You're talking about. You're talking about what? Um, Tellurium, buddy. Chemical element with the symbol T E <laughs> and an atomic number fifty-two. Okay. It is brittle, mildly toxic, rare. Silver white metalloid. I love it. Yeah. Tellurium is chemically related to selenium and sulfur. Great. It is occasionally found in its native form as an elemental crystal. Oh, this gets, this gets better and better. This is you so like cool. It. You like when things are found as elemental crystals, that's don't fun, you? That's fun, right? You know, we see the yeah, crystal yeah. formation and everything. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's the way you want it. Yeah, that's right. Non-elemental crystals take a hike. That's right. <laughs> elemental crystals. <laughs> I am on board. <laughs> Tellurium is far more common in the universe than on Earth. Oh, that's fun, too. It's, an, it is it's, it's some sort of crazy outer space metal. It's mostly a metal, mostly a space metal. Yeah, that's right. that's fun. I love it. Which, again, leads me to believe that you could use things like this in a fictional uh, as a fictional device. Yeah, because it's everywhere right. out there. It's it's in the u- it's more in the universe than it is on Earth. Yeah, that's, that's great. So yeah, yeah. So let's use it. Let's go. Come on, people. It is extremely rare in the Earth's crust, comparable to platinum. Hmm. This is due partly to its formation of the volatile hydride that caused tellurium to be lost to space as a gas during the hot nebular formation of Earth. Whoa. Right? Hot nebular formation. It got hot and nebular, and, and Tellurium was like, I'm out. I'm going to make like a gas and disperse, bitches. Up and vanished like a fart in the wind. Not unlike that. Yeah. Yeah. Commercially, the primary use of Tellurium is copper or Tellurium copper. And other steel alloys where it improves machinability. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, if you got to machine something, 
Make it easy. Yeah, come on. Right? This, this, this yeah. Stuff, this stuff is fantastic. I'm it's also used in solar panels. Oh, again, fantastic. And semiconductors. See, I want to join like the Tellurium, you know, fan club. You think they got a fan club? I don't know. Or some sort of like uh, the, the, the foundation for the advancement of Tellurium. There's got to be a club of Something some kind, like right? that. I want to get in yeah. on this because yeah. I think it's really good stuff. The Tellurium Forium. <laughs> nope, nothing there. <laughs> Had to take a swing. Had to try. <laughs> I mean, toxicity aside and all, it's great. <laughs> you know, it's totally cool. The Tellurium Quarium. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. All right. It's actually not bad. Strike That's two. not bad. The Quarium is not bad. <laughs> you don't like Quarry? I, I mean, like, you don't hate Quarry? I don't hate Quarium. All right. Well, then we'll put a pin in it. <laughs> Placeholder, right? That's right. All right. Good for now. Moving on. Tellurium has no biological function, although fungi can use it in place of sulfur and selenium in amino acids. I hate this. is fantastic. <laughs> it's just fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it gets better with every sentence. It really does. does. I mean, this stuff is just tremendous. I don't know why this is the first time hearing of it. Well, that's what I'm here for, buddy. That's true. That's what I do. <laughs> in humans, tellurium is partly metabolized into dimethyl telluride, a gas with a garlic-like odor exhaled in the breath of victims of telluride exposure. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that, buddy? That is fantastic. Hey, Tony, you been near any tellurium or something? <laughs> nah, I just came from the Olive Garden. Why you ask? <laughs> All right, we're all good. <laughs> I can't tell whether this man was exposed to tellurium or if he's just Italian. <laughs> well, that, we get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we get that a lot. In fact, it's a problem. It's an excuse I could use any time. I, as I am almost always smelling of garlic, <laughs> I could just say, "I need to take a second. I got some tellurium poisoning." <laughs> I think that's great. And who's going to who's going to question you on that? Like, who's going to question it? Yeah. You know. They're going to look it up real quick. They're going to be like, "Oh, garlic breath. Yeah, he's telling the truth." <laughs> and they're going to think that they might get it. So they're like, "Go, go. Get out of here. Get do whatever you have <laughs> yeah, to do. Get out of yeah. here. And take your tellurium with you. <laughs> take the day. What the hell? Get out of here." <laughs> yeah. And come in late tomorrow. <laughs> we don't need any of this. We don't want you here. coming in here smelling of tellurium anymore. That's right. That's right. Taking one of your liquid tellurium lunches. Hey. What? I wonder. I mean, if it gets you a little drunker, I'm in to try. <laughs> I am in to try anything. <laughs> Just one drop one crystal into every drink, see what happens, you know? Oh, right. Elemental crystal. Yeah. Look at that. In 1782, Franz Josef Mueller von Reichenstein. <laughs> who was the Austrian chief inspector of mines in Transylvania, one of my favorite jobs to ever be discussed in this segment, <laughs> concluded that a newly discovered ore did not contain antimony, but was bismuth sulfide. Huh. Okay, you, you with me so sure, far? Sure, sure. Reichenstein had a series of mishaps, so stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> the following year, he reported that this was erroneous and that the original ore contained mostly gold and then some unknown metal similar to antimony. This this guy's just throwing darts at a dartboard, right? I mean, he has no idea what's going on. 1782, baby. That's all anyone was doing. <laughs> 1782, it was a crapshoot. It was. 
After a thorough investigation that lasted three years and included more than 50-odd tests, Mueller determined that the specific gravity of the mineral could be gotten to uh, roughly. Could he, he got close to the specific gravity of it okay. and noted that when it was heated, the new metal gives off a white smoke with a radish-like odor and imparts its red color due to sulfuric acid. Huh. And that when this solution is diluted in water, it has a black precipitate. This thing is crazy. It's it's all over the it's place. It's garlic, it's radishes, it's red, it's black. I mean, it's white smoke. It does everything. <laughs> it, does, it does anything you need, buddy. This is the best. <laughs> Nevertheless, he was not able to identify this metal and gave it the names. These are great, by the way. <laughs> Arum paradoxum, okay. which is paradoxical gold. Oh, fun. And metallum problematicum. (laughs) (laughs) Is this guy uh, working for Stan Lee these days or what? 1782, buddy. Problematicum. Metallum problematicum. (laughs) That is fantastic. Yeah. Also a good bad name. He also, (laughs) I agree with that. (laughs) You could go MP for short. (laughs) That's right. And it's a metal band. It's like a, you know. It's it's got to be. To do it. (laughs) And I imagine if Reichenstein heard our podcast, he would then have called it Podcasticum Problematicum. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. (laughs) Jumping forward to 1789, that's seven years later, for those of you keeping score at home. A Hungarian scientist named Pal Ketabel, Pal Ketabel, <laughs> discovered the element independently in an ore, but then later gave credit to Mueller. Oh. In 1798, it was named by Martin Heinrich Klaproth, who had earlier isolated the mineral from calaverite. Huh. Well. So, like, there's a million ways... To get to tellurium. And these guys did it all the different ways. Well, I'd like to pound the table for Pauka Table. Because that guy, <laughs> he's humble. He gave the credit where it deserved to be to Mueller von Richtenstein or whatever his name was. You know, I mean. Yeah, I mean, Pal is a pal. <laughs> he, he, was a, he, was a, he was a mensch. He was a good man. He was. He was a good man. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, look. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Me too. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Pal. <laughs> and that that's it for Tellurium. Let's hear it for that Tellurium. Was, that was amazing. Tellurium, getting it getting it done. Really getting it done. Getting it real done. Real done. Hard done. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, there's a couple of other tidbits. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna short sell uh Tellurium. <laughs> it's it's using metallurgy mostly as we talked about, right? Yeah. Um like in the machining of metals, making it easier to machine various metals. Okay. If you just sort of hybrid with t- tellurium in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, its other uses are pigments for ceramics, which is odd, but pretty cool. Lovely. Right. <laughs> or lovely. Got if all you those, like a ceramic. Maybe it does red because yeah. it's got that red color in it's it. Got it's that got red that red black. Yeah, yeah whatever. Right. I don't know. What? What? What you do, do I know? know? I don't know. I'm I just told you. <laughs> What do you mean? You know, just because you told me something doesn't mean I know it. Hey, Selenides and tellurides greatly increase the optical refraction of glass. Oh, that's good. 
So in uh, glass optical fibers for telecommunications, boom. This is fantastic. You got to get tellurium on board. It's the best. It's pretty good. It really is. It's used as a delay powder in electric blasting caps. Now, I don't know if you know much about blasting caps. I don't. But what I'm gathering is a delay powder, uh-huh. good to have. <laughs> <laughs> Let's slow this down a bit. <laughs> right? That's absolutely right. Yeah. 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 And also not something you probably want to wear to parties. A blasting cap. What? Blasting caps or just uh, a shirt made of tellurium? No, blasting caps. Blasting caps. Yeah. You don't want to wear that to graduation. No. You know, you're going to want to wear the appropriate cap. That's right. Yeah. We need the appropriate headgear. (laughs) I once uh, was going to a bar for years. Um, and then all of a sudden, they uh, under new management, they did a whole remodel, and then they posted a dress code, and among the dress code was no headgear. Seriously? Yeah. That seems strange. Yeah. I was like, fuck you, new wave. Yeah, because you always wear a hat. Like when that's you're out That's all the bar. I do. Yeah. Sometimes that's all I'm wearing when I leave a bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. As long weird. as I got my hat, I'm good. Did you ever ask them what, they, what the problem was with people wearing things on their head? Uh, literally, that was the final moment I ever spent on their doorstep. I wow. turned around and never looked back. Wow. I'm not going to a dress code bar. <laughs> Who the fuck am I? <laughs> I just hate I hate that shit. Yeah, that is annoying. No head. Don't gear. dress code my bars. What the heck? Yeah. Uh rubber can be vulcanized with tellurium. Uh, just gets better and better. I, I just can't I, this is uh, unbelievable. Uh, I love your uh, little exhalation. The best. Uh, uh, Amazing. Uh, uh, uh. Use okay, now now we're gonna ask you to stop. Okay. Used in the enhancement of acrylic acid production. And finally and I know I've teased you before that it was over, but it's it's really over this time. <laughs> Neutron bombardment of tellurium is the most common way to produce iodine-131. Wow. Iodine-131 is used to treat thyroid conditions and is used as a tracer compound in hydraulic fracturing or fracking. Uh, oh. Yeah. Used see? for fracking. They had to go used... and ruin it. Hey, look. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you the whole spectrum of the story, buddy. But why would they use it for fracking? It's so good otherwise. It is good other. Well, a lot of things that they use for fracking are good otherwise. I guess that's true. It's just fracking in general that's bad. Fracking in general is a conglomerate of assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. But that other thing, I was really excited. We're doing the neutron bomb thing with this. That's really cool. Bomb it with neutrons. Bombardment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get a bunch of neutrons, blast them right at that stuff. Do you know that Neutron Dance song? I believe it was the Pointer Sisters? Yeah. I'm just burning, doing the Neutron Dance. That's the one, yeah. She was burning, baby. (laughs) Burning. Tellurium is burning. (laughs) Tellurium is burning up with the Neutron Dance. Yeah, you, you need to develop a Dean Martin... Uh, situation. Apparently, I do. Yeah, Tayuri was <laughs> pretty great until we got to that fracking shit. <laughs> Moving into astronomy, if you're ready, I don't want to go ready. without you. I'm ready. Not without my not without my daughter. I'm th- <laughs> I'm there. Okay, we got a Messier object, pal. Yes. 
Messier object M52, a magnitude 8.0 open cluster in the constellation Cassiopeia. Ah, nice. That's a big one, too, an 8.0. 8.0, yeah, in the popular constellation Cassiopeia. Yeah, that's a good one. Right? That's a good we one. We love it. We do love it. We love it. Cassiopeia, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, the new general catalog object, NGC 52, is a spiral galaxy in the constellation Pegasus. Oh, yeah. The old Pegasus. We love going back to Pegasus. <laughs> Coming back up again. Anytime. You need you need somebody to go to Pegasus, I'm there. I'm ready. Anytime. Well, man, I'm, yeah, and I was a big Clash of the Titans guy back in the day. Yeah. And I got to tell you, mounting up that Pegasus, boy, that must have felt good. Yeah, that must be fun. I'm talking about it like that. it's a thing that actually happens. I know. <laughs> well, Must have felt good to get on that winged horse. <laughs> we start injecting horses with a little bit of tellurium. You never know what might happen. There's no tellurium what could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it grows wings on horses. Let's do it. I say, let's get that lab going. That's right. That's right. You know what I mean? I I do want a flying horse. I mean, if they're... If we, if we could use anything right now, it's a flying horse. Yeah. Could you imagine how much fun that would be? And and how great it would be for social distancing? <laughs> Terrific. Right. Yeah, we're only we're only social distancing in two dimensions right now, right? We could go a whole other dimension. We could go up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We could, we just need to go six feet up from people. That's right. Yeah. That's the easiest way to do it if you ask That's me. That's really good. Yeah. 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 The only question is when the Pegasus has to take a dump. Um, and you're flying around up there. I've seen horses take yeah. a dump on the street. Sure. And I'm a little worried about the fallout, if you know what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> they got those little diapers that <laughs> horses can wear. <laughs> so you're going to want to maybe strap one of those on to your Pegasus. Okay, okay. But but if your Pegasus is proud, you know, like who, you know, who's not going to want to get shit on by a Pegasus? At <laughs> <laughs> least you got a story. It's the price you pay for having Pegasuses, <laughs> right? I mean... If we're going to move if, forward as a society to flying horses. If Dave Matthews can empty out his latrine over the Chicago River onto a group of people on a ferry, <laughs> someone can take a dump from a Pegasus. <laughs> is all I'm saying. I think you're right. It would be considered good luck, like when you get shit on by a, by a bird. Is, yeah, exactly. But really yeah. good luck. <laughs> yeah, it was the best <laughs> luck. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, we got some general 52 or Oh, I love these. I know you do. That's why I save them for mostly last. Yeah. U.S. What do you got? Some vocal burn going yeah, there, buddy. Let me hear that again. Yeah, vocal fry. Yeah. Fry it up. Uh, uh. <laughs> 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 we have reached a new low, ladies yes! and gentlemen. <laughs> That's the goal of every episode. <laughs> and we did it. U.S. Route 52 that runs from South Carolina to North Dakota. Wow. Right? Two places you never need to go. (laughs) The Carolinas (laughs) are beautiful. How dare you? Uh, Yeah, they're okay. Come on. What? Come on. What? Nothing could be finer. (laughs) I know a lot of people like to go to Myrtle. You go go down to Myrtle, play some golf down Myrtle. You got your Myrtle Banks's, your outer 
beaches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, got all, you got North Carolina is the waterfall capital of the United States. Yeah. Like, there's amazing things in the Carolinas. It's true. I did, I did have a lot of fun. We did, we did a zip lining in the mountains over a canyon thing in Carolina. See, that was really fun. North Carolina. You see? Yeah. That's thinking. <laughs> That, who, who's who got a bunch of land for zipline and no one's looking at or using? <laughs> North Carolina. That's right. That's thinking. That is thinking. I heard, I heard, no, you did some ziplining? I heard the ziplines were rusting away. <laughs> no, no, no. They're doing very well. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, a treetop ziplining adventure. So you had to like climb the trees um, sure. and get up to the zipline. And then there was just a tiny little like um, platform built around the outside of the tree no no deeper than like one person so you had to kind of ring around sure. the tree and then you'd yeah, clip onto these. the zip line and you'd zip across to the next tree and then you'd land there and then climb across to the next tree and blah 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 it was really yeah. fun well that's awesome yeah um never did any zip lining uh, but i'm familiar with it yeah, i think and, you'd um, love it it's great it seems good it seems good i i Whenever I see videos and stuff of people that have done it and we're like, this was great. And I'm like, you, you seem to be going very slowly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem to be a whole lot of zip in that zip line. It depends on where you do it and how long the run is and how steep well, it yeah, is. Well, yeah, and know? what angle yeah, exactly. the run is on. I'm yeah, sure. the, yeah, and I'm sure they have to play it safe right. for, you know, legal yeah, purposes. Yeah, for insurance and all that. The one we did in Carolina, there was the one big zip was like across a canyon. And on that one, it... You got going pretty fast. They were saying nice. like you can go up to 50 miles an hour. I don't think I came close to 50 miles an hour, but it was still really fast and really fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm, I'm going to look into that. I think you should. I think you'd really enjoy I'm it. Look into I'd like to go lining. with you. It'd be fun. I love ziplining. Let's let's take a motorcycle trip to a zipline. Now we're talking. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us go. <laughs> that would be so much fun. It would be fun. Yeah, it would. I'm, gonna, I'm taking a little note right, let's here. Let's plan that. So that we can... Come we back go to, to the Pocanaves. I know they have some zip lines in the Pocanaves. Tons of stuff in the Pocanaves. Yeah. Zip lining in the Pocanaves. <laughs> Zumbo and Wine Gardener zip lining in the Pon- Pocanaves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, be on the lookout for that. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. Look up. To look YouTube. Up. We'll be social distancing skyward. <laughs> so look up. 52 is. The approximate number of weeks in a year, buddy. Oh, yes. That's, that's you knew borderline that. suckadickopedia right there. It is borderline. But, but you know, the more you, you kind of get into it, it's like 52 weeks is 364 days. Uh-huh. Right? And then you got the tropical year, which is 365.24 days. Oh, my God. And then according to the ISO 8601, most years have 52 weeks while some have 53. Huh. All right. Well, that is interesting then. Isn't it? It is. Yeah. I still say we go back to the Julian calendar, but what do I know? The, the Julian oh, no, no, the calendar? Gregorian, maybe. Are we on to Julian now? Or I can't remember. I have no idea. But I, let's go with the other one. Just cause you want to go Julian? I don't know. Whatever one we're not using. I'm like, I can't you want to go Sean calendar? <laughs> no, no, I don't want to use that one. That's not. <laughs> you know. It's a cheap Im- imitation of the John <laughs> it calendar. Does, it, does, it does no good. You're right. <laughs> it's trying to be the John calendar way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, fifty-two is the, is a, plays a significant role in the Maya calendar. Oh, I think that's probably where we got we ours. got it to also sure. play a significant role. Yeah. Uh, on the modern Piani, fifty-two is the number of white keys. Ah, oh, that's fun. Notes in the C major scale. Sure, if you sure, that's great. 
Not to be confused with the band The Black Keys. That's right. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Pianis, my, uh, my man, Mr. William Martin, Billy Joel, has an album called 52nd Street. Oh, yeah. This is a phenomenal album. I don't know if you're familiar with it, buddy. No. It's great. We're going to give it to them short and sweet on 52nd Street. Nice. Yeah. It's got Big Shot, Honesty, My Life. It's got the hits. Oh, yeah. Baby. Those are some big hits. Those are some big hits. That was a huge album for Billy. And and it has, it's one of its B-sides is a song called Stiletto that I think is the finest song on the album. Wow. But, you know, no, no one knows it. Right. I like that. I, feel, I often feel that way about an album. There's a song that I pick out that's like my favorite and no one else, no one's heard of it because it's a deep yeah, cut. Yeah, it's on hard the album. to say whether it's because I've heard the other things so many times, right? Like, right. And Stiletto is just still fresh and new and really great to me, right? But I think even even as a youngster, like I was a huge Billy Joel fan, and I, you know, I bought all these albums when I was eleven, twelve, you know, with my allowance and stuff. And like I think even then, Stiletto was my favorite song on that album. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, look into Stiletto. Okay, I will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Cool. It's a great song. Um, 52 is the number of cards in a standard deck of playing cards, not counting jokers. Of course not. We don't count them. Look, we're not counting jokers. They don't count. Okay. You, Jack Nicholson, take a hike. <laughs> Lido, get out of here. Lido, take a hike. That other guy? Who's that other guy? You too, Joaquin. Yeah, Joaquin. Look at you. <laughs> Get, Get out, out of here. <laughs> Caesar Ledger, Ledger. You're not immune. No. Let's go. Caesar Romero. I will <laughs> count. I will count Caesar Romero just out of courtesy and respect. That's a great corral of jokers, <laughs> by the way. That <laughs> is. That's a pretty. You get that group together. That's a solid group. That's a weird group of guys. Yeah, for that's sure. That's a solid group of fellows. That really though. is. Yeah. I love that it. That would be an interesting corral. We got it. Well, let's pick a let's pick a Joker to cast. Really? Do do well, I think I mean I I I of course would go with Caesar Romero. I don't know yeah, what, but, you, what you I want mean, to do. Maybe we we have spent plenty of time in the sixties and seventies in this episode. <laughs> maybe we could pick a Joaquin Phoenix or a Heath Ledger. Okay, which one? You know, just to well, let's, let's, or, or you know we could double dip. True, we could do that. Like if you have a spot. Romero would go. We could just call that out when we get into the segment. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's get into it. AKA, also known as. Also known as. Yeah. What do you mean? The the who would they play? Oh, I was setting up the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> who would they play? Who would they play? John Ham, Jacqueline Van Dam, Heather Graham, the boys from Wham. Who would they play? Who would they play? Chris Pratt, John Young. I did want to point out that last week we, we cast Chow Yun Fat. Remember that? Indeed. And Chow Yun Fat was in the jingle <laughs> of the oh, segment yeah. that we cast That's Chow right. Yun Fat in, which was really ironic. That's fantastic. <laughs> it was almost like we planned it. Almost. Almost. Okay. It's a, it's a little too good for us. I think we should do a, a Joaquin because he's like, he's, you know, he's still alive, A. <laughs> Not to hold that against anybody, but I mean, come on. <laughs> We've cast dead guys before. We have. We have, certainly. Like hundreds of times. <laughs> <laughs> if, 
we've and we've we have Clint Eastwood currently in a corral. I mean, how long is that gonna last? <laughs> Not long. This guy's gonna be dead before I'm back from London. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, who do you want to start out with? No, I love I love it. Those I just wanted to pick one of the more contemporary fellows, okay. and Nicholson can suck a dick. So okay. Yeah, so let's go. Let's go, uh, Joaquin. Okay, let's do that. I mean, my I, vegan brethren. This guy is a terrific actor, and he's great in Joker. I have to say, I didn't love the movie, but his performance is terrific. Yeah, he's never not been great. Yeah, I can't think of a a, a Joaquin Phoenix uh, role that was not just super. Yeah, the Johnny Cash movie is great. Gladiator is great. You know, I mean, just again, like, these and these are not great movies. Right. But right. He's good in them. Yeah. 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 Really good. So, uh, and he's like very versatile, you know, he could do a number of different things for you. He can do a lot of things. Um, but I kind of like, uh, maybe a Dave Moss. Really? Maybe. He's a little soft spoken for Dave Moss, but I, he, that's, that's why I'm, that's why I would have him as a link. I think he'd make such a great link. Oh yeah, that's true. You, you like make a that good or are we arguing some more? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with either. Now you make a good point that he would be a he would be a really good link. You're right. Wouldn't he? Yeah, I think he would too. Yeah, I think I that's mean, it. I, did you see did you see her? Yes, I loved her. The, you did. Several times. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> All in one night. Nice. <laughs> Who are you trying to fool though? Let's be honest. Several times. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I thought I believe, love was really uh, good. I believe one and done, <laughs> and you're in the jar of peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoyed her. That was it was uh, very interesting. Yeah, so I'm thinking like that that sort of that version. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I like of it. her complete with the mustache and everything. <laughs> I like it. Be such I like a that great a lot. Link. Yeah, that'd be really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm with All you. All right, cool. Well, we're filling the link corral on this episode. We really buddy. are. How about that? Yeah, this is great. It is great. I think I would like to see him do a movie that's all of, it's like, a, it's kind of like Joker, but it's all about Link. It's just called Link. And it's just like we see Ooh. Jimmy Link's like life, you know, from his childhood and or whatever, you know, like why, oh. how he got so fucked up. Buddy, you are squeezing my Charmin right now. <laughs> that is phenomenal. See him da- that is a phenomenal idea. See him dancing down some staircase, you know. <laughs> All right, well, now, I mean, that gets a little, you know, it's, what is it? It's, it's reminiscent. Um, but I, yeah, I love, I love him as Link and I love him as a guy. Yeah. Um, and he's not, you know, he's not been me tooed. He's not been, you can't find a bad word about him, I don't think. He's a little... Kooky, you know what I mean. He did, had that Kooky, phase. Yes. Yeah, he had that phase where he like he went on Letterman and he didn't speak. Do you remember that whole thing? Like, yeah, be- that was beautiful. <laughs> he did a movie with Casey Affleck. Uh, I forget what it was called, but it was like he he was like a fictional hip hop star. Okay, it was like a, a uh, ooh the words the words. I'm See, really it's hard, isn't it? Trouble with the words. Laugh at me, right laugh now, at me, but, was, but it ain't easy. It was like a documentary, but not what oh, are they like a mockumentary. Those? Mockumentary, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was very good, and he was very good in it, and um, and it was weird. I, <laughs> I'll grant you that, but I enjoyed it. All right, no, I I think he's great. Yeah, 
That that one was called I'm Still Here. Oh, there you go. You if, got if it. If anyone's good. interested. Okay. It was very good. Um yeah, I mean he's I think he's one of the one of the best of our generation. Yeah. He's very like Marlon Brando-ish, you know what I mean? Of the yeah. of the actors working today, he's kind of got that same kind of vibe going on. Yeah, and I I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. He's um and he's my age and I I think of the actors that are my age. He's he's right there. Yeah, for sure. He's great. He's top 3 for sure. Yeah. Um all the money in my pocket, buddy. This Ooh, is a tough one. This is a tough one. It's a real <laughs> tough one. All right, I'm going to go Joker. Yeah, you would think. Come on. How can that not I be know, in the top I know, four? I know. Maybe it just needs to be updated. I get it. I get it. Maybe it's too recent. Wow. Okay. I don't know. It's not in the top four, though. Gladiator. If, of course. Thank God. Oh, my God. Good call. What's Good wrong call. with these people? Uh, the Johnny Cash movie, uh, whatever, Man in Black or whatever it was called. I don't remember what it was yep. called. Yeah, Walk the Line. Walk the Line. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the, because you're mine. The Master. This is unbelievable. Three for three. <laughs> three <laughs> out of four. I one at least. But if I get this last one, I get like a quarter of the money in your pocket. You get some that? of the money <laughs> in my pocket. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, right. Oh, boy. Now I'm a little nervous. I'm a little and nervous. And I'm going to go her. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've ever even come close to winning. You nailed it. <laughs> you win. That's crazy. We have a winner. No, wait, maybe I won one other time. I did win one other time. I think you did yeah, win one yeah, other yeah. time, and I got I had way too much money in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was going to uh, buy weed later. I'll send you my PayPal address <laughs> after we're done. Yakovemo you, PayPal, what have you. I'll, I'll get you the money. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't have to because I still owe you the last night. I do have a whopping $46 in my pocket. Wow. Just so you oh, know. Oh, that would have been really good. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was really impressive. Of, I mean, the guy's got a fucking a catalog of movies. You you nailed it. Wow. You only you only missed one, and you get three strikes. Like, oh. You killed oh, it, buddy. Wow, fantastic. Very impressive. That was fun. Wait, are you, you unclear about how the game yeah, works? Yeah, I thought I got one strike. <laughs> I thought that was like... No, no, you get... Oh, come on. <laughs> I give you the... I give you that all, okay. and I give you three oh, of those. Three strikes. Okay, like Family Feud. Okay. That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah. That's absolutely right. You call me Richard fucking Dawson, <laughs> mister. Do I have to kiss you? Everyone has to kiss me. <laughs> Can you imagine that boozy kiss <laughs> while you're being filmed on TV? This guy well, is just you imagine them essentially <laughs> groping you. Right, imagine them doing that today. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Richard Dawson. <laughs> he would have been me, too. They would have called it the Richard Dawson movement. <laughs> You would have been you got Richard Dawson because right. you were an asshole. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a pretty sexist. The whole Family Feud thing was so sexist. Like you know, with really the, very very bad and base. Yeah, you always put the father yeah. or the man guy up front. You know, in the first spot. You know, that kind of thing. The leader of the family. Yeah, blah, and blah. You imagine that they somebody tried to put like a matriarch at the head, and the <laughs> producers were probably like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, now watch me jerk off into my plant, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Gross. Fifty-two is the name of a practical joke card game called Fifty-Two Pickup. <laughs> That's and anyone who ever did this, you're a bully, you're an asshole, you're a dickhead, and you can suck my dick. I hate that shit. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I hated that shit so much. I only ever did it to myself. You know what I mean? Like as a, <laughs> you know, it's like, 
Are you still talking about jerking off into plants? <laughs> no, 52 pickup. You'd just be like, all right, time for 52 pickup. You just throw the cards up in the air. You make it rain. You go around, pick them up. It's fun. I only ever did it to myself. <laughs> I didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> That's hilarious, buddy. You really did it to yourself? Sure. Like just to scatter the cards to watch them rain down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go pick them up. Okay. Yeah. All right. I get it. All right. I guess I get yeah. that. A little weird, but you know, <laughs> what What am I to expect at this point? <laughs> 52 Pickup is a film starring Roy Scheider and Anne Margaret, which I've never seen. Oh, I sort of, I sort of do remember this now. It's do ringing you? a slight I, I don't bell. know anything about it. I don't think I've ever seen it, but I feel like it's like a... Some sort of thriller, cop movie kind of thing. Roy Scheider yeah, playing a cop here. it's described here as neo-noir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Frankenheimer Oh, joint. John Frankenheimer's terrific. Yeah. That's right. All right, yeah, cool. That's right. And I love Roy Scheider. Well, I mean, I, I love his movies. Yeah, I don't... I, I would go back and watch that. What year? 86. Mm. See, that's kind of... Yeah, I, I might go back and watch that. Yeah, that, that. sounds kind of fun. I mean, Anne Margaret. I mean, come on. 86. Yeah. Come on, you come well, on. <laughs> Anne Margaret, any, any year, Anne Margaret is, is great. <laughs> I mean... Okay, yes. <laughs> like <laughs> when the mics are hot, any year. <laughs> Come on, even grumpy old men, Anne Margaret. No, grumpy old men, Aaron. <sighs> but that—that that was still fifteen years ago or more. Oh yeah, that, more. Like, yeah. I mean, yes, definitely grumpy old men era, Anne Margaret. I am one hundred percent in on. <laughs> Snowsuited Anne Margaret? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I loved how we chastised Richard Dawson for being sexist, and we're like, "Oh, I am Margaret in a snowsuit." Yeah, okay. What that we could, but that that could be so much worse, couldn't it? it could. Or am I just being? Yeah, no, an it could asshole? be way worse. Yeah. Okay. And we're right. not physically I'm, assaulting. I really did admire her as an actor and as a snowsuit filler out. <laughs> yeah, it was a double dip. Totally, for me, she's you know? just great. She's awesome. Yeah. 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 All right, we'll move moving along. 52 is the code for international direct dial phone calls to Mexico. Oh, uh, how about that? All right. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. You ordering up that burrito? <laughs> You're going to want to dial 52 <laughs> first. <laughs> 52 is a weekly comic series from DC Comics entitled 52. It has 52 issues with a plot spanning one full year. How about that? That's fun. Yeah, that is fun. A little gimmicky, but probably really fun. Yeah, that's cool. I never, I didn't read DC much, so I don't know anything about this. I don't either. Yeah. Uh, and then we got uh, the new 52, which is a 2011 revamp and relaunch of DC Comics and its entire line of ongoing monthly superhero books. Huh. Interesting. The new 52. That's nice. It's got a nice ring to it, the new 52. It does, doesn't yeah. it? 52 is the number of letters in the English alphabet if majuscules are distinguished from minuscules. Ah. Uh, that would be uppercase and lowercase. Yeah. For those of you scoring at home. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And that's really dumb. <laughs> it's really dumb. Because it's still the same letter. We're not making it's different letters. Letter. We're just making it upper or lower case. But it's an uppercase. We're changing the case, not the letter. But it, the case changes the letter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't change the <laughs> meaning of the letter. I'm all for distinguishing between majuscules and minuscules. I'm, not, I'm against it. I'm against it. <laughs> I'm 100% against it. You're either with us or you're against us. <laughs> 52 is the number of the French department of Hot Marne. Oh, I love Hot Marne. Hot Marne. <laughs> Lovely there. So beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's the best. It really is. 
52 hand blocks. That's right. You heard what? me. 52 hand blocks, a variant of the martial art Jailhouse Rock. Oh. Stay with me now, buddy. Okay. Stay, stay with uh-huh. me. Jailhouse Rock, or JHR, uh-huh. is a name used to describe a collection of different fighting styles that have been practiced and or developed within the U.S. penal institution. Oh, this is fun. The different regional styles of JHR vary, but share a common emphasis on improvisation governed by a specific set of underlying principles. <laughs> and I imagine hand blocks are the many ways you could either block a punch and or a kick. Right, so there are, and there are 52 different wa- techniques you can use to do a hand block. 52 different techniques, that's right. That's cool. I had no yeah. idea that, that this jailhouse rock thing was so complicated. And so and so formalized too. Like they've actually it sounds like someone has codified all the different moves and stuff. Well, the way I see it, pal, you got a lot of guys with a lot of fighting to do and a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> uh so invariably you're gonna have something like this born out of I love it. it. Like say you're in jail for some kind of white collar bullshit. Uh-huh. You're an accountant, let's say. Yes. You would observe the the many different quantifiable blocks <laughs> and you would record them <laughs> because you didn't know what else to do. <laughs> That's right. It's either that or get a swastika tattooed on your ass. <laughs> I'm going with developing the martial art of jailhouse rock. <laughs> That's fantastic. Right? I love how it's communal too. Like it doesn't seem like anybody's taken sort of ownership of it. It's just like sort of it belongs right. yeah, to the penal point. system. It doesn't belong good to any point. one person. It's a it's a crowdsourced situation. Yeah, right. There is no one author of the jailhouse rock. That's, right. That's right. Right? That's absolutely right. This is great. I do love it. I want I'm gonna actually look more into this just because I'm I'm fascinated. And if the jailhouses are rocking, <laughs> don't come a knocking. No, because the prisoners don't, are running the institution at that com, point. Don't come a hand blocking. Don't come a <laughs> That is at <laughs> Bill Weingartner. It was too late. I blew it. I should have done it the first no, time. No, you out. didn't blow it. You got there. All right. You got there just under the gun. <laughs> if the jailhouse is rocking, don't come a hand blocking. <laughs> or do. I mean, Yeah, I guess you, you know. do. I guess you need to, yeah, probably. I guess, yeah. I guess you kind of want right, to. Yeah. Right. Um, 52 is the car number of retired NASCAR driver Jimmy Means. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy Means. Jimmy means business. Business, yeah, that's right. It's the natural. I wanted to do it too, but I was hoping for something better and nothing came to mind. (laughs) Um, 52 is the number of American hostages that were held in the Iran hostage crisis. Oh, how about that? Which is why earlier when we logged on, I was going, Jimmy Carter. (laughs) Jimmy Carter. Did you know I shook the hand of Jimmy Carter? Did you? I did. I, I got to tell you, this is not this is not false uh, uh, awe on my face and in my voice. I love Jimmy. Me Carter. too. He, as a man, as a president, as a Iran hostage crisis negotiator, right. <laughs> I love everything about as a peanut it. farmer. Peanuts. I love yeah, peanuts. Great, great yeah. peanut farmer. One of the best. One of, one of the best. <laughs> but he came to my hometown when they were. He was running against Ronald Reagan for re-election. You're kidding. Not. This is true. And. Uh, there was like a, you know, he came to the main street in our town and I, I went down like I think we had off school that day or something. And I sat on a top of a trash can like people were lining the streets 
And uh, I sat on top of a trash can and, and he came along and was shaking hands and he came right up and he shook my hand, said hello. And I said hello to him. And then he kept going down the line. And that was that. But that, uh, I mean, that was his campaign rule. It was babies. He shook the hands. <laughs> he shook the hands of the men, especially those on trash cans <laughs> and hugged and kissed babies. That was that was this. That was the strategy. Yeah, that, that was it. And, they, and the it strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know i was just a kid then i was like you know eight or nine years old or something whatever that was, was like 19 it must no, have been maybe very was, inspiring yeah it really was cool it was really i mean i didn't understand the significance of it at the time because i was really young i just knew i shook jimmy carter's hand and that was important but in, looking so back far as now you, i think it's really yeah, interesting go ahead go ahead go ahead insofar as you did understand it w- was there like uh, um I guess what I would liken it to, and you don't really have this, but are, were you a bit starstruck, I guess, is my question. Yeah, of course. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was... Yeah, it was like, ner- did you have the nervous, the butterflies, the whole deal? I don't think in the moment I did. I was just excited. Really? It was just an excitement. Everybody was... The whole place was just electric to see him and, you know, to reach out and yeah. touch him and all that kind of stuff. Like that kind of thing when that big of a celebrity or a person comes by and everyone is just excited to see them. And yeah, even that's as, really cool. What was he doing in your little podunk bullshit town? Well, at that time, it was a, I mean, where I grew up was like a Democrat town, like 100%. Sure. It was like Democrats against Democrats, like in every election. There was like right, rarely right. any Republicans running at that time. Right. And, and I think that's why he came, because he knew he had a big um, following there. Uh, and, you know, he, he his presidency was tough, obviously. And, and he had a, of course, he lost that election to Reagan. So... Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Right. I don't know why he came there. It's really weird, but he did. It is weird. It's a weird stop on the campaign trail. Yeah. Um, and I know this cause I'm an avid watcher of the West wing. So I know all about campaigns and campaign trails. You're an expert. I'm practically an expert. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. it, there he it, was. And I, it was, it was really cool. That is, I mean, that's great. I would have, I would have equally been inspired or, or in awe or whatever y- y- you would say that you were, yeah. um, because he was, I, I don't remember much, but he was oft talked about in my household. Um, and there were, you know, biographies and, and magazine covers, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I recognized him as a figure that, that, you know, my family and ergo me w- were supposed to support. Right, you know? right. Like, that's how you take those cues when you're a kid. Yeah. It's a huge turning point in the history of our country looking back today because, you know, when Reagan got elected... Yeah, he he ruined exactly. Everything. He turned everything upside yeah. down and put rich people yeah. back in charge and all that kind of stuff. Massive turning. Yeah. Um. He he. There made. There's no Trumpkin without that election going that way. That's right. That's right. I yeah, think absolutely because and Reagan took away the fairness doctrine. You know, which which gave birth to Fox News, and the whole Republican right. the the neo Republican strategy was born. Exactly. Yeah, and he's he's the godfather of all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Totally. Well, the fig- the Just, figurehead. He didn't come up with it, but he was sort of the he was the the face. Yeah, they yeah exactly the public face. They, yeah. they filtered it through his persona. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it would be ingested. Exactly. So it looks safe and delicious. By millions and millions of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. It is crazy. Boy, that brought us way down. Oh, we were. S- but you met Jimmy Carter. <laughs> know, that's, that's amazing. Really <laughs> it really is amazing. I'm I'm jealous on some. Oh, level. it was great. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And the man continued to be a diplomat of some renown well into his 80s. 90s, even today. Not, he he doesn't make a lot of public appearances, but he says stuff in the press that's really good. <laughs> he you know does what I mean? say stuff in the press. 
that's really good. Like it always is very sensible and it makes, you know, it's like, oh yeah, like, yeah of course. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, for people like you and me, it's sensible. Yeah. It's, you know, it's liberal leaning always, right. but yeah, he's a bit of a hero to the party and should be treated as such, but it doesn't seem like anybody's interested. Yeah, in he it. gets a short shrift for sure. He really does. Always has. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Shout out to you, Jimmy Carter. We love you, Jim. We do. Um, yeah, I don't think Jimmy played any sports, but we're gonna we're gonna get into sports. Okay, here. good. Um, fifty-two is the number of laps in the British Grand Prix. Oh, all right. Since twenty ten. Oh, so I guess before that it was something different. Oh. <laughs> Do you think it was more or less? <laughs> uh, I, I would. It's hard to it say. It's hard right? to say. I would like to like I'd start out with a nice even number, so maybe fifty. Fifty, you know, yeah, and then adapt from there but i don't that's a weird number to go to 52 let's add a couple more laps just for the heck of it i don't know you'd lo- you'd love this course as i'm looking at it now it's twisty and turning yeah. and it's in and out it's it's rights it's lefts yeah, i like that it's soft turns it's hard turns you got it all with this I love one, baby. british grand prix get into all it. right okay uh, speaking of getting into it, let's talk about Ray Lewis. Oh, number 52. I'm curious as to your thoughts on Ray Lewis. You know, murdered a couple guys or something. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. It, How dare you <laughs> besmirch the good name of Ray Lewis. <laughs> I don't know. That seemed like a strange deal, though. That was back in the day when like NFL players were murdering people left and right. Well, I let's come on. Let's not be. That's I don't know that we could say that comfortably. No, we can't. But there were a lot of cases of like Ray, there was there, the Ray Carruth yeah. thing, and there was the Ray yes. Lewis, and there, there, things were getting a little out of hand. <laughs> That's right. There were some in the NFL. There were some people who were taking it a little too far. With indeed, yeah, for sure, indeed, and and but I I want to say a remarkable a remarkable case in that the. I just happened to be there. Defense <laughs> worked like a charm. <laughs> like it's landmark. Did that had that ever worked before? No. Yeah, that was yeah. Fishy. Two guys got murdered like within feet of me, but I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> I was just there. Your Honor, <laughs> Your Honor, have you never been at the wrong place <laughs> at the wrong time? <laughs> That was the defense, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> That's real crazy. <laughs> well, there you, and you you have extra disdain for Ray Lewis as, no, a, as an Eagle fan? not at no? all. No, yeah. he was a great no. player. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah, even, I, I want to say about Ray Lewis, even as his physical attributes waned he, as a leader and as a heartbeat and as a thinker, he was great. Yeah, he really was. He never he never ceased to be great. Yeah, that's true. Like he he adapted. He, his game certainly changed from, you know, power and mayhem to 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 being in the right place at the right time ironically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he maybe I don't know, arguably the best linebacker that ever played. Yeah, you can make that argument for sure. You could yeah. easily. Yeah. Like that's that's an easy argument to make. Yeah, really good. Another great Linebacker, Mr. Mike Webster. Oh yeah, long long time Steeler. Group. Yeah, he was great. Uh, he uh, wore fifty two as well. Nice. Um, Karsten Charles C.C. Sabathia. Oh. wore number fifty two, no. and I want to say I always thought the C.C. was for consistent calories. <laughs> 
And I always thought the 52 was just his waistline. <laughs> Sabathia, not a small man. <laughs> no, he was not. No, he was not. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasizing that ball player, baseball players are not. Athletes. That's right. That's right. But boy, what a pitcher. He was really huh? good. Really big, good. The big lefty, and he and he sort of adapted his game too. He was a power pitcher when he was younger, and then as he got That's older, right. That's right. became more of a finesse guy. Had to finesse it in. Had to go placement and move. That's right. Uh, and then uh, I want to talk about Mike Boddicker. Oh, Mike Just because his name was Boddicker. That's a great name. <laughs> you remember Boddicker? I do kind of remember Boddicker. And also, this is an all-Joaquin episode. We have Mr. Joaquin Andujar. Oh, nice. You remember Joaquin Andujar? Yes. With this several gold chains peeking out from behind his uniform. <laughs> yeah, Joaquin Andujar was like a major like cokehead, right? Isn't that? He was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pitch for the Cardinals, and he was just like, he was. One of those gold chains had a little compartment in it, <laughs> and if you opened it up it was like a little snuff ring you know <laughs> yeah. yeah wow joaquin andujar there's a name also i have not heard for quite some time <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> hey did you ever did i ever do my impression of uh, uh that guy <laughs> for you <laughs> did i ever do my alec guinness getting tickled oh i don't think you have all right, here we go. All right, I'm going to do it right okay. now. Alec Guinness getting tickled. <clears throat> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Uh, it was fantastic. I mean, I for I a minute there, I was all, I thought that he was in the room with me. I thought <laughs> I thought I would see getting tickled. Yeah, get <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 that is it. That's my micro impression of Alec Guinness getting. That's pretty great. Um, uh, I thank you. I thank you for tolerating. Can that. we ca moving can in? We, can we? Oh, can go we, ahead. Can go. Go. Can go. we cast Alec Guinness? Because I love Alec Guinness. Have we not done I'm this? Sure, we have not. I'm doing the Bill Weingartner role here. I'm pretty sure we've cast him before, but I don't mind double dipping. Who would they play? Who would they play? All right, this should be pretty easy. On the count of three. One. Wait, 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 uh, uh, I just see now say, th that's a real stumper for Davy Kins too, who might who's gonna want to check that, but he'll have no way of doing it. Of whether we ever cast Alec Guinness before? That's right. I don't. I don't, I don't remember doing it. I mean, I can look back through my files, uh, and I will as too, scattered just, as they are to see. For just just for the sake of next week's housekeeping, I will look back through and make sure. But the China Bowl restaurant. <laughs> A no, no more vile hive of scum <laughs> and villainy. Villainy, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter. Do you like? Is that good? Is that? <laughs> am I doing that one okay? That's great. <laughs> James, James, could you come here for a second? <laughs> when I say my daughter, is it playing? 
Oh, yes, it's quite lovely. Is it working? Oh, oh, yes, you're Alex, British as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had forgotten that for a second. <laughs> okay, my daughter. Okay, I've got it. You when you're ready, James. You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be worth it just to hear him curse. It really would. Over yeah. and over again. That would be really great. Oh, uh, that's a, that's just great to imagine. So yeah, uh, it's Levine. It's Levine every yeah, time. That would be really fun. I'd love to see that. I love Alec right? Guinness. I think he's fantastic. I do too. I mean, you know, R.I.P. But yeah, but w- fantastic. What a guy. Yeah, great actor. He is now the sole inhabitant of the Levine Corral. Just want you to. Oh, know that. all right. Well, that's good. Yeah, we uh, need to start talking about some older guys. Yeah, we do. Right. We'll get there. Yeah, of course we will. Yeah. Um, okay, moving into my beloved association. Mm-hmm. 82 players have worn the number 52 in the ABA. That's pretty good. It's not bad, right? Yeah. And some of them have great names. Such as? <laughs> We're going to get to them now. Calvin Booth. Oh, yeah. He wore 52 with seven teams in eight years. <laughs> oh, my Old God. Cal Booth was on <laughs> planes, trains, and automobiles <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Don 52 with the Sonics, Mavs, Bucks, Wizards, Sixers, T-Wolves, and Kings. Wow. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. Then This next fella played back in 68. He played for the Kentucky Colonels. <laughs> and his name may be the greatest name to ever put on a jersey. His name was Orby Orb Bowling. <laughs> his name was Orb Bowling. <laughs> What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, my God. You say or bowling. I say, is there any other kinds? (laughs) (laughs) Am I right? That's right. (laughs) Orb bowling. He had a teammate. His name was Pins Standing. (laughs) (laughs) The two of them were always seen together. And who could forget the power forward gutter ball? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Those guys had this comedy routine they would do they, together. It was yeah, hilarious. they were the big three oh on the Kentucky Colonels. They were <laughs> they were something else. I can't. I just can't. I can't get my mind over the, the name Orb Bowling. It's crazy <laughs> to me. It's like this uh, this sword maker I met. I've talked about him before. Named Rod Castile. Uh, I love like, that. Are you kidding me? I love that when people's names are like what they do. I think yeah. that is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if Orb didn't open up an, an alley or two back in the day, he did not spend his his earnings wisely. Yeah. Like a hammer, carpenter, woodworker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I love when that stuff happens. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, fellow by the name of Clarence Wild Thing, Chucky Brown. You remember Chucky Brown? Oh, yeah. I remember Chucky Brown. Yeah, he wore 52. Nice. Matt Muldoon Geiger. Matt Geiger, of course. You're a huge fan of Matt Geiger. Of course, of course I am. I love Matt Geiger. I, before yesterday, I had no idea his nickname was Muldoon, but it works. I didn't know that either. I say, I'd say it plays. Yeah, I like it. Um, did you know Matt had a brother, twin brother named Mark? No, I don't think I did know that. Died of Hodgkins, which is why Matt kept his head shaved all those years. Oh, how about that? That's sweet. Yeah, right? Yeah. I liked Matty Geiger. I thought uh, he was a really good player. I did too. I really yeah. liked him. Ran into some injuries late, you know, late in his career. That slowed yeah, him down, well, but, a little you know. little snake bit between the the dying brother and the injuries. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 
but he, you know, he was a, he was a real go-getter, real effort guy. He was, and he seemed like a good guy on top he did. of it, you know. He totally did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, n- not good guys. Speaking of <laughs> good guys and and their polar opposites, Brad Miller wore fifty-two ah, many squads. How about that? Yeah, I don't like Brad Miller. You I know can this. tell. Yeah. Um, Charles Chuck E. Cheese, the Human Victory Cigar Nevit. <laughs> War 52 for many seasons. Nice. Chuck Nevitt. For those of you that don't remember Chuck Nevitt, he was seven foot five and 217 pounds, which I think is generous. <laughs> yeah. I think he was probably yeah. more around 200. Yeah, probably. Guy was a rail. He was thin. At seven foot five. Yeah, he was. But the Human Victory Cigar also was a great nickname because he only ever played when the scores were wildly... <laughs> Uh, out of balance in one direction <laughs> or the other. Um, uh, let's see. Moving on. Eric Pyatkowski. Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember Pyatkowski? I do. Remember Otis Thorpe? Oh, I love Otis Thorpe. <laughs> Which Thorpe are you talking about? Oh, this Thorpe? <laughs> <laughs> I still do that all the time. Oh, this? How can you not? I know. It's perfect. It's, it is perfect. Oh, this rebound? No, I got this one. <laughs> no, Otis got Otis this got one. Otis got this one. Uh, Vitaly, the Ukraine train Potompenko. Oh, nice. Played for the greatest American sports franchise of all time, just yeah, so you know. he did. Um, and uh, a name you you will uh, recognize right off the bat, Stoiko Vrenkovich. Yeah, Stoiko. You love Stoiko. Yeah, everybody loves Stoiko. Right? Yeah. Samaki Walker. Oh, nice. You remember Samaki? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't very good, but I remember him. Do you remember all of Samaki or just Samaki? <laughs> just a little bit. Not just much. Just a teeny bit of Samaki. Just a teeny bit. Can I get Samaki? Just a smidge. Just give me a little, give me some, give me Samaki. <laughs> uh, Mo Williams wore 52, and I hate Mo Williams, so Mo Williams can suck a dude. <laughs> he can just what? chow down on a big bag of dicks. What don't you like about Mo Williams? What 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 is there to like about Mo Williams? I don't know. Just asking the question. <laughs> Just putting no, it out there. you don't know. That's the problem. No, There's you nothing don't. nothing to like about him. Nothing huh? to like about Mo Williams. Okay, fair enough. Little hothead, little bastard. <laughs> Always knocking down threes against the Celtics. Ah, now we get to it. Because they, they were triple teaming LeBron. Mo <laughs> Williams had like open jump shot after open jump shot, and often he would knock them down. So uh-huh. he's a cocksucker. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that was like a little therapy session. We Is just that had. what you wanted? You want to yeah. pull it out of me? That's huh? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. You want it, you want me to open up these veins, let it all out, buddy? <laughs> trying to hurt me? Not trying to hurt anybody. Okay, good. Well, it, it actually felt good to get that out. Thank good. You. See? Now that's good. That's what Thank I'm talking you. about. Now that is good. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> the only Hall of Famer to make the list of 52s, Jackson Keith Wilkes, a.k.a. Jamal Abdul Latif Wilkes, yeah. a.k.a. Jamal Wilkes, a.k.a. Silk. Yep, Silk. One of the greats. Really one of the greats. So good. Yeah, loved him. Yep. Love those highlights. Yeah, really good. And then a guy who is, to me, conspicuously not a Hall of Famer, War 52. He was the first guy I thought of when I thought, who will be on this 52 list? Huh. Buck Williams. Oh, loved Buck Williams. Charles Linwood Williams. Yeah, he to was be exact. great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? As great as he was, he was uh-huh. sort of a one-dimensional guy. You know what I mean? What are you, he was, what are you saying? He was not much of an offensive force. You know? How dare you? 
How dare you? <laughs> great How defender, great rebounder, all that, all well, day yeah, long. Well, yeah, the rebounder was, he was a great rebounder. Yeah, yeah. Nickname Ajax because he cleaned the glass so well. <laughs> I loved Buck Williams. But, but I, I can see. Too, and I mean, you, if you got him involved, if you threw him a lob or two, he's going to finish. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't, I just don't think they got him involved enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when, when he was, when he was with the Nets, you know, he was on some bad teams. And then when he went to Portland, he was on some really good teams. Really good teams, exactly. But they, he didn't need to be involved in the offense because they had enough good offensive players to take the load off of him. So That's he became sort true. of one-dimensional. I'm thinking mainly on the Nets. I really would have liked to have seen him post up a little more. Yeah, yeah. You know, really kind of work the low block a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, Great that player, rounds though. out the field, buddy. That's fun. Hey, you know yeah. what I want to mention? According to 52... What do you got? Apropos to 52, the, we talked about Fred uh, Schneider and the B-52s not too long ago. Oh, shit. And they didn't come up. Didn't even come up in the numerology. So I just wanted to shout them out. That seems to be a travesty. No, it's just a, th- these things happen. Why would they not talk about the B-52s in the 52 section <laughs> of Wikipedia? <laughs> It doesn't make any sense to me. It's Wikipedia. It's just people putting stuff up there. Well, I thank you very much for for picking up their slack. That was well noticed (laughs) and and well brought up. Thank you. It was necessary. Yeah. uh, Poor Fred Schneider. He's, you know, he got cast. He's in a corral with some other really awesome dudes. (laughs) So I think he should be he should be thanking his lucky stars that we got involved with his life. Okay, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. (laughs) You're not. You're not wrong. No. You're right. All right. Good. All right. Um, do you want to have a, like a PDB or something? I mean, it's time to play my theme song. <laughs> it's not your theme song. <laughs> That's what you made it seem like. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. It's well, uh, people missed it. Should we? What happened was, you know, yeah. we're doing. You a little essentially s- was like, here's a song called "Big Dickhead" that I can't stand, <laughs> and it's your theme song. <laughs> no. It was. Well, What's your side of the story? We were logging on to talk to each other here, to talk to each other. We were logging on. And I played it like a, just to have something playing in the background when you join the call. And then and then you said, oh, you're playing a jingle now? And I said, well, that's your, your walk-in music. Yeah. And you got upset. Basically, essentially what I just described. <laughs> Here's music for your walk-up that is essentially saying you're a pasty, doughy bastard. He, he's he's going to be upset. <laughs> Goddamn right, he's gonna be upset. <laughs> All right, I'll let that. I go, was only though. playing it because I thought you liked that jingle. I thought you might like to hear it when you got on the call. You know, what I, I mean, do like love a little that welcome jingle. music. That's I do all. love that jingle. I mean, I don't know that I will now going forward. <laughs> <laughs> now that this this bad taste is in my mouth about it. <laughs> well, let's find out. Okay. <laughs> Now, when last we left our heroes, oh boy, uh, we heard about the the guy. They were in the office, and Glenister had told us all about how he had tra- trapped them and and brought them to the thing and everything. That's right. Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention about that, which we missed. I'm, I'm doing a lot of recalls today. Sorry about that. I love folks. it. Yeah, no, get it. Make it a housekeeping next time. We need segments, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But Glenister, you know, we talked about Glenister and being an actor, and he he pretended to be all these different characters to kind of draw the guys back, right? And that's like a common. It's, Grace did a nice job because that's a common sort of mammoth thing to have different characters in almost all of his stuff who's pretending to be somebody they're not. True. 
Try right. in Glengarry. We have Shelley when he pretends to be D. Ray Morton for a little that's while right. there. That's right. Uh, in the I mean, verdict, it's, the, it's it's at the heart of every good con. That's right. Yeah. And so many things in in Mammoth stuff are about like actual con games. That's right. It's all over House of Games for sure. The whole movie is about that pretty much. Yeah. Uh, in the verdict, you have the the uh, Charlotte Rampling's character who seems to be just this random woman who is right. pretending to be someone she's not. I mean, right. it's all over. Uh, the, the Spanish prisoner, another Spanish con, prisoner, all the about The whole movie's it. based on it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. I thought, I just wanted to point that out because I, I missed that. That was my bad. I missed bringing that up last time. Yeah, I mean, the misdirection of identity goes back to Shakespeare. I mean, it's a device that the greats use and, um, you know, uh, Mamet uses it probably better than most. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's good. All right. Yeah, it is good. Well pointed out, buddy. Gracias. Yeah. So this week, uh, it looks like we're going to do a little bit of uh, uh, going uh, to see what's going on with Ricky, who we haven't seen for a little while here. Ooh. So we're going to go see what's happened with that wait. guy. All right. Wait. Things. Things, you know? I mean, what do you really buy? Some guy sells you something. What is it? What do you want it to be? You see what I'm saying? Um, no. I have no idea what you're talking about. You got a lot to learn, Clarence. Charlie. A lot to learn, you ignorant little fuck. So learn me something. Take me to school. You can't learn it in school. And you can't learn it in some lucid coma dream. You gotta learn it on the street. Well, how'd you learn it, Mr. Smarty Pants? In school, mostly. What? You just said that you didn't learn In school. I learned you can't learn it in school. Oh, oh, okay, that's cool. I'll never forget the day I dropped out for good. Best day of my life. I was getting bounced around one school to the next, kicked out by one, picked up for truancy, dropped in another one. I wound up in class for troubled kids like me. But these kids weren't anything like me. All right, all right, quiet down, class, knock it off. I want to introduce someone. Ooh, 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 Mr. Cotter, ooh, Mr. Cotter, ooh, ooh. What is it, Arnold? Is this that new student Mr. Woodhouse warned us about? Yes, Arnold, this is a new student joining our class. Uh, Why don't you tell the class your name? My name is Richard Roma. Hello, how are you? I'm Arnold Horshack. Get out the way, Horshack, let me check out my man. Hi there, Freddy Boom Boom Washington. Give me some skin. Hey, new kid, up your nose with a rubber hose. Hey, shithead, up your ass with a shard of glass. What? Shard of glass. Where? Up your fucking asshole. (laughs) When? Right now, lest you get out my fucking face. Hey, I like this kid. All right, all right. Everybody, take your seats. Come on now. Uh, turn to page 46 in your textbook. Psst. Psst. Hey, new kid. Are you talking to me? Yeah, you. Come here. Come here, come here, come here. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Cotter. I gotta go take a dump. Oh, well, hurry up and get back here. Huh? No, no, no. As, I, as I was saying, you know, the geopolitical implications of the Monroe Doctrine were many and who the fuck are you? Juan Luis Pedro Filippo Esteban Julio Camilo Big Papi Muchacho de Huevos Esteban. 
I'm late for class. Ah, man, I ain't got no excuse. What am I, what am I gonna do? Well, you're gonna give me five bucks, and then am I gonna help you fix it? You're goddamn right I am. So then, uh, my Uncle Harmon says, that's no tuna fish sandwich. That's my wife. <laughs> ah, Ricky, you back already? Everything come out okay? I feel like I just slept for 12 hours. Yo, man, Mr. Cartel was just telling us one of his jokes. I feel like I slept for 12 hours, too. Hey, uh, sorry I'm late there, uh, Mr. Cotter. Hey, here you go, man. You better have a good excuse, Epstein. I told you last time, if you're late again, you're getting detention. Ah, don't worry, Mr. Cotter. Here you go. What is this? It's a note. Why don't you read it? <clears throat> to whom it may concern, please excuse my son Juan for being late to school, you stupid fucking cunt. Signed, Epstein's mother. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you sell that guy a forged note from his own mother? Can't get nothing by you, Chauncey. Charlie! Why, 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 that's brilliant! It's, it's simply genius! Well, that's what I'm saying to you. Always be learning. Stand up, speak up, stay out of school! And that's one to grow on. Thanks, Mr. Roma. I fucking hate you, Charlie. Clancy. Charlie, fuck! Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back! Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ricky really wow. got around, didn't he? I mean, yes. A- 80s TV comedies <laughs> were the, the, the testing ground for That's right. Richard Roma. Fertile fields for the growth <laughs> of one Richard Roma. Are you talking about Kim Fields? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know nothing about the fertility. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that, something. That was something. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, if I may, please do. Let's just say it was something. It was something. <laughs> I, we learned all about Ricky's sort of education. Yeah, I, I mean, we right. This is a kind of a. From the from the facts of life, girls to the sweat hogs. That's like, right. The, there's a lot to be mined there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to be taken from those pearls of humanity. That's right. Right. Yeah. And Ricky got a he got a big swath of it. <laughs> he sure did. It's probably what makes him such a great salesman. He's got the variety. You know, he's got the basis of knowledge of how people think. That's right. And when you're with what, the what they want with the sweat hogs, it's sort of a rough environment and you're you, you are sort of learning. It's almost like being on the street, being in that school. That was a tough rumble school, <laughs> you know, where where the you know the rules were a little gray. A tough and rumble? Tough and rumble. Rough and I stumble. Think, Bumble yeah. and cumble. You just spoonerize rough and tumble into a tough and rumble, it still works. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> I love a good spoonerism that works both ways. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the rules were, it was a little gray, apart the rules in that classroom. Like, you know, Mr. Cotter was in charge, but there was a lot of like question about, you know. There was some acting up. Yeah, acting up and things like right. that and how we deal with problems and people's interpersonal relationships and lives and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I could right. see, had he not dropped out after one day, I could see how he could have learned a lot there. <laughs> I think he he still learned a lot there. I think he probably did. Even just with the day. Yeah. You know? 
All right. Well, let's let's point out some of the highlights. What do you you got any highlights you would like to highlight? Well, the fr- I, I, and boy, do I appreciate your restructuring of this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I, one of the things that stood out to me was the obviously the 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 origin story of the Epstein note. Yes. Right. Who like knew that? that? Was, that was world famous. It was, and, and I it did not know. It happened every episode or so. I had no idea that Ricky Roma created that. And Ricky was the originator of I it. I had no idea. That's, That's It's crazy. That is a big takeaway from this scene, for sure. Yeah. Should we describe for non-Welcome Back Cotter watchers what that was, that running gag? Yeah, go for it. That happens every, would you say every week? Pretty much every episode, yeah. Just a, just a, that, that sort of veiled, Epst- signed Epstein's mother, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Juan Epstein, played by the great, uh, <laughs> the great, the great Mr. Robbie, Robbie Rob, Bobby Hedges, Robert Hedges. That's right. Who Friend. Bill and I both met and and <laughs> worked with closely. That's right. Friend to the show. Rest in peace, Robert Hedges. What are you, friend to the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I showed this yeah. to you recently. I'm holding it in my hand now. My, my Robert Hedges Speech Theater Award. From if the college, we, well, you're going to have to attended. post this with the episode, so Will people I? can see the splendor. I know that is this medallion, <laughs> and it is the medallion that award. you hold in your hand. Even when, yeah. even as you hold it, you perk up. It's got some. It's real too. It's got weight to it. This is like a. <laughs> I have not won a lot of awards in my life. <laughs> I have not. I can admit, I've not won a lot of awards in my life, but I have this, and I, no one can ever take it away from me unless they steal it. Which I mean, I yeah, that could easily be taken away from you. <laughs> 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 but I wonder, though, if there's a database of the Bob Hedges Award winners. Oh, I'm sure. There's no if doubt. three of you are on a list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> did you know my mother won an medallion award just like this, like 30 years before I did? She had, And it's the exact same design. Like this classic medallion had not yeah, changed it's in really all those striking. years. It's handsome. Yeah. Um, so I actually have two of these in my possession. Well, my mom's and this What was your mother's one. for? Um, I guess for her graduating class, she was a teacher. So she went to school. Uh, there was a famous teaching college back in the day, Glassboro State Unit. It was, State yeah, world-famous teaching college, yeah. Yeah, so early state famous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think in people came from other places. <laughs> Maybe. And uh, so I guess she got the award, too, for being like the top, you know, whatever teachering student in her class or what have you teachering student i don't know what you call it. education <laughs> student whatever you call it so can i ask what what did you do to what what did you do to receive that award oh everything what was the everything i did no, no earned me that reward no, this was not a lifetime achievement award <laughs> <laughs> i didn't I'm do anything honestly asking you no i what, don't know what was the vote was there a vote i have no idea who decided <laughs> I don't understand what the award is for. <laughs> I'm just going to keep Show, showing, showing it, it to, to you. Me until does nothing. <laughs> well, I guess every year they give this to like the top student in the speech theater department of the graduating class, right? It was just just for excellence in your chosen major or whatever. Exactly. So there the, there was a there was like a luncheon that you had to attend, which was the worst was part that of getting so the award. Hard. Could you not have just said? <laughs> excellence in your department no i couldn't <laughs> i could not be that succinct and you had to go to this really embarrassing luncheon it was attended so it was just me and like the head of our department it was like doc morris and i went to this luncheon with God, like all doc the morris. Uh, me too, with all of these other heads of departments in the fancy like um faculty dining room or wherever it was right right right, right. 
and it was really uncomfortable and weird. I think my parents <laughs> were there with me too. It was just like I could oh. not wait for that luncheon to be over. But that's when I got my medallion. Did you make a speech? <laughs> I did not. Did you make a farewell to the troops? <laughs> But yeah, you did Ron, not make it. They would, they would, as you received the award, you were not required to say a few words. No, no, there were no speeches because there were a lot that of is, awards. I mean, there was a whole, you know, every department was giving out an award to some kid. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was, it was just like, like walk banquet. up, get it, shake a hand, walk back. Yeah, like an awards, a banquet kind of thing. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. You know how brutal those are. Oh God, it was awful. I didn't do a lot of award winning myself. You'll be surprised to know. So I don't know how those are. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're boring. If you, if I'm not you an awards-winning guy. <laughs> Nobody didn't. feels great about Zumbo being the award winner, even <laughs> if I am the best. It just doesn't play. <laughs> like the PR doesn't work out or whatever. Gotcha. That you've been robbed you know I mean? several I'm times. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. That's too bad. Remarkable but unmarketable is what I like to say <laughs> about myself. That's good. I yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, Bobby Hedges. We both Bobby got Hedge. to do do some work with him, learned a little bit of the acting technique from Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came to teach a semester mm-hmm. at a, our alma mater. Yes. And it was also and, his uh, his alma mater as well. And also his alma which is why that all worked out. Right, right, right exactly. They yeah. weren't just looking for sweat hogs. <laughs> <laughs> starting with Travolta <laughs> and working down. That's right. Travolta, <laughs> not available. No, we can't get him. <laughs> Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, no, no, he's taken. That's Freddie Boom Boom? That's Freddie Boom Boom, Lawrence Hilton okay, Jacobs. Nice, nice. Um, uh, Ron Palillo, no, he's spoken for. No can do. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we're stuck with I Epstein. I guess we're going Bobby Hedges. <laughs> Um, this is crazy, but do you want to cast Robert Hedges? I mean, <laughs> yes. Who would they play? Who would they play? Rick and Jay, Tina Fey, Marvin Gaye, and F.M. Ray. Who would they play? Who would they play? Roger Moore, Shaga Moore, Pauly Shore, Tupac Shakur. Who would they play? Who would they play? Who would they play? All right, we're doing a lot of these today. Um, what what else do you have to do? <laughs> what, why you got to point it out? <laughs> what if the overall uh, s- consensus is that the, everybody's jazzed that we're doing a bunch of who would they plays today? <laughs> that's that's true. It could be. And then you got to be all sad sack about it. Like, well, we're really we should really put a cap on the <laughs> on the amount of who would they plays we can do in an episode. It gets a little. I'm a little nervous. It's a little tedious. Much. It's a little too much for people. <laughs> I believe that everybody knows how to turn off an episode. <laughs> if it gets well, too much. Yeah. 90% of our listeners know all too well. <laughs> how, how to, to turn to, off an episode? And, yeah. and then delete us from their feed. <laughs> it's simple. They make it so easy. They do Why wouldn't you do it? <laughs> Just swipe. <laughs> What's the matter with you people? <laughs> Why are we still doing this? <laughs> All right, Bobby Hedges, and then I have a little idea for something else to do. Uh, I know, it's great. Great. This is great. <laughs> it's really great. Bobby Hedges, I would say um I would say Moss. You would. Yeah. The, uh, my my pick is going to shock you. All right, I'm I'm dying it's to gonna hear. It's going to shock and dismay you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like him to play Roma. Wow. I know. That is shocking. Uh, it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I think he's got swag. I think he's got a lot of swag. I kind of get it, though. Like, I kind of get where you're like, going. What would you think about Bobby Hedges? You know what my answer was? 
A lot of swag. <laughs> I like where you're going with that, though. I, I'll ride you with do? that. Yeah. You will? I will. This is fantastic. <laughs> because I do admire Robert Hedges so much, and uh, I like, <laughs> you know, think he's just a good guy. Was you are a good the guy. namesake of his award. I know, right? I mean, come on. So yeah, I, I'll you ride know with what? That. I, and I don't, I don't mean to make a punchline out of Robert Hedges. He was a really cool guy. He really was. Like, of all the things he could have been. <laughs> When he came to teach a bunch of idiots in, in South Jersey, he was a really good guy. Yeah, he really was. He tried to do good while he was there. That's right. Yeah. Very down to earth. So, ve- very down to earth and like very willing to like come to meet us on our level. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it was like life changing, but he, he was a good influence. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed working with him. Me too. Um, so, my other idea was this if you were to cast. Um, the sweat hogs as oh the salesman. We got four sweat yeah. hogs and four salesmen, right? Oh and <laughs> I think it's good. So Bar- oh <laughs> Barbarino. Well, no, how do we get Freddie Boom Boom to play Blake if we're only doing four and four? <laughs> well, maybe that is the best spot for him, actually. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We can do four and four. I like it. Well, we'll see how it works out. But I think Barbarino okay. is your Roma, Roma, right? Okay, easy. Got to be your Roma. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Horshack is your Arano. For sure. All day, right? Yeah. Writes um, itself. Epstein, who was known as like the tough guy and like had a temper early on in the yep. show, yep. is your yep. moss. That's right. For sure. And then Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Not exactly a Shelly kind of guy. Not <laughs> really. Although he did go lower Although, his voice why? sometimes. Why are you there. saying that? Maybe he'd be great. He did do that thing where we go, hi there. And Shelly does that <laughs> thing where he's like being a salesman. He's like, hello, Dan. It's Shelly Levine. I, I wanted to go the other way. He was, he was like, hello, honey. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one too. Yeah. You know, like that. Like he's got it, that phone voice. Yeah, he's yeah. got that phony, phony voice. So I think that's perfect. Phony phone voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. That was fun. That was fun. And I see why you wanted to carry over the hedges moss scenario into our game yeah but when but man when you're looking at the whole list and you got a bobby hedges you're not gonna he's not gonna be moss right right yeah no i'm with you on the roma thing i like that yeah but in the in the world in the in the cotter verse <laughs> <laughs> that ma- it makes perfect sense the cotter verse i love it and right did you were you a, a welcome back cotter fan back in the day I want to say what's like, I know like fan is the root word of fanatic. So I don't know about a fan. I like, I liked the show. I watched it. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't, it wasn't like my, it wasn't like appointment viewing. Like I didn't okay. watch the reruns like insistently. Right. Right. But if it was on, I left it on and I, I laughed and enjoyed myself. Yeah. I loved I it. I can't say I've seen every episode or anything like that. Sure. Sure. I yeah. loved it. I was a huge fan. I, we can all tell. To the extent that I it owned, shines through. Yeah, go I ahead. owned a Vinnie Barbarino and a uh, Arnold Horshack action figure. <laughs> that is a true story. <laughs> I had them in my house. Action figure. <laughs> okay, comedy figures. I don't know what they were. <laughs> Posable doll, I think, okay. is the word you're looking Fair for. Fair enough. Posable doll. And Horshack had like a little scarf that was like an accessory you could tie around his neck and that kind of Always stuff. Always had the that little scarf hat on. and everything. Yeah, that little nebishy <laughs> scarf. That's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I, um, there was a joke. You remember how Mr. Cotter used to tell those corny jokes, like at the end of every episode, to his wife. 
Yeah, it was like King of the Dad joke. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. there was one that was, I thought, so good that I memorized it. I used to tell it all the time, and to this day, I still remember the joke. Lay, lay it on us. Okay, here we go. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my uncle, uh, my uncle Guido? My uncle Guido, he used to sleep with his mouth open all night. And my Aunt Rita was always upset that something was going to get in there. Well, one night, he's laying there sleeping with his mouth open, and a mouse runs up the bed right into his mouth. So Aunt Rita's all upset. She calls the doctor, says, Doctor, doctor, you got to come quick. A mouse ran into Uncle Guido's mouth while he was sleeping. And the doctor says, okay, don't worry. I'll be there in a few minutes. In the meantime, what I want you to do is go to the refrigerator, get out a slice of cheese, and just wave the cheese in front of Guido's mouth to try to draw the mouse out. So a couple minutes later, the doctor gets to the uh, to the apartment. He goes in the bedroom, and there's Aunt Rita sitting next to Uncle Guido in the bed, waving a fish in front of his mouth. And the doctor says, "Rita, what are you doing with that fish?" And she says, "Trying to get the cat out." Ah, oh, jeez. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. That was so worth it. Oh, so geez. worth it. So you know what happened there was the mouse was in there. <laughs> And then a cat went in there <laughs> after the mouse. That's right. right. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> You're getting it. You're Gui- getting it. Guido's got a big mouth. <laughs> and then, and then, so she went to get the fish, the doting wife that she is. <laughs> well, you can't leave right? the cat in there. Betrothed of Uncle Guido. With all that, you know, that gastric acid, you can't leave the cat in there. You got to get no. it out. I mean, that's just rules to live by. Like, don't leave the cat in anything. <laughs> let the cat roam free let the whenever cat, possible. Especially if it's a bag. Got to let, don't the, let the cat out of there. Oh, right. <laughs> that age-old expression, of course. <laughs> well, but I love that show. I really did, as you can tell. It, you know what? It shows through in how you talk about it yeah. and, uh, and the, the reverence you have for it. It was, you know, the first couple seasons were very fun. And it, but it ran out of gas really quick. You know, it was based on um, what's his name, uh, Gabe Kaplan's stand-up routine. Right. And he would tell these jokes about the class he had because he was a teacher, and then he went into stand-up comedy. Somebody saw it and said, "This will make a great sitcom," and they developed it into that. And then one of the progenitors of that well-trod territory. Yeah, maybe the first. You know? Yeah, it's certainly among the first. They're yeah. probably. I mean, don't you think the uh, the honeymooners was kind of that? Well, Jackie Gleason wasn't a stand-up comedian. He didn't do any stand. There must have been some before Welcome Back, Otters. Uh, maybe there could have been. I don't know. Let's look into it. Okay, we will. Let's get a housekeeping going. Okay, for, <laughs> for next, next time. week. Yeah, for we'll next come time. back with the answers okay. for the people. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to write it down. Even how about that? And then uh, you know, in the first season, it became a big hit because they had John Travolta, who became a big star. He did, yeah. And the king of the sweat hogs. That's right. And then yeah. um and dreamy. Yeah, he was. And, I mean, are and you kidding me? Damn funny too on that show. Oh, yeah, I very gotta funny. say. Very funny. Yeah, yeah. He was very funny. He really was. And then hard to see it now, but yeah. he was very funny. He was really funny. And then it really tanked. Like Travolta left the show because he got a big, you know, doing all these movies and stuff. Sure. And then it just kind of crashed. Olivia Newton John was calling. Yeah, that's right. How but do you say no to that? I think it was, in some ways, it's very similar to Glengarry Glen Ross because it's like this group right, of buddy. misfits. I'm going to <laughs> have to shut you down. This group of misfits, you know, like trying I'm to- I'm going to have to cut you off. In, in one room trying to do something. These four misfits, you know what I mean? And there were no 
female characters of any weight involved, you know, no one you could, you know, it was well, Cat Mrs. Gabe Cat- Cotter. Yeah, Mrs. But Cotter. Mrs. But Cotter played a pivotal role at times. Late in the show, I don't know if you remember yeah. this, but the very last season, Gabe Kaplan left. And uh, she, for some inexplicable reason, became teacher of the class. I got to tell you what. <laughs> if the show is cold, welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> and the guy playing Cotter wants out. <laughs> Show's over. <laughs> I agree with you. Stop the presses. No, no, no. No, 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 no. We're going to... Whole, the, the whole reason we all gathered here to do this in the first place is gone. <laughs> so let's let's call it a day. We had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the previous season, she had just had twins. And then no they come movie. back the next season, and all of a sudden, now with these baby, two twin babies, and, and she's now, for some inexplicable reason, teaching his class... Uh, yeah, that's we have, all right, at the risk of spending too much time on Welcome Back, Cotter, which we're already well past. <laughs> how did they write him out of the show? That is some classic shark jumping right there. I don't remember. Yeah. He might have been just, you know, what was the story, though? Did he die? I don't rem- I don't think so. I think I don't remember what it was. Uh, so he had twins with his wife. Yeah. And then he left <laughs> and then bailed on his wife and the twins and the class and the teaching all together. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't death. You're saying. <laughs> I don't think so. We'll what have to the look that fuck up. was it? <laughs> I don't know. It must have been a really good opportunity. He, w- he went missing? <laughs> he was abducted? He was on milk cartons? I don't know. <laughs> Bring back Cotter on the milk well, this carton? This is another thing we have, to, we, have to, we have to figure out. We have to get to the bottom of this. It's too much of a cliffhanger. I can't. How do we go on? I don't know. All right. Well, we have to, though. They did a whole season with Mrs. Cotter? Yeah, that's right. As the teacher? Yeah, that's right. Jesus. <laughs> they really believed in the power of the sweat hog. They're like, look, we they got really all did. these other sweat hogs. Yeah, they did. People I mean, love them. They sold a lot of t-shirts. Yeah, they did. With sweat hogs on them and stuff. They did. They yeah. had catchphrases. And they, that's right. The whole they thing. They did stuff. All right, well, let's get back to our little thing here. What? What are we doing? <laughs> our, you know, we're talking about this thing with Ricky and, yeah, yeah, and no, the sweat hogs and just, Charlie so and whatnot. Long. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's been so long. <laughs> But Ricky's trying to teach Charlie something. We don't really. Um, Charlie's not sure what it is. He's trying to right. teach him. Right. It's yeah. Ricky's preamble all never really clues you in as to what he's talking about. Right, exactly. Things. Things. <laughs> you know. Could it be any yeah, clearer? Rick, I know things. <laughs> I know. I know what things are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But eventually, t- Charlie's like, "Well, learn me something. Take me to school." And and that's right. Ricky says, "You can't learn it in school. <laughs> that's right. Or some lucid coma dream. That's right. Learn it on the street. Yeah, that's right. Um. So and then, uh, Ricky. Well, no, I want to point out yeah. this, is a, this, this is a brilliant moment. Uh, Clancy that asks, <laughs> "Well, where'd you learn it? Right yeah. or something?" And he says, yeah, so not right, in "How'd school, you learn it, right? Mr. Smarty Pants?" Yeah. And Ricky says, "In school, mostly." Right. Which makes Charlie go crazy a little bit. And and this is that's the part I want to point out. That's I relate so strongly to that. Like I do believe you can't learn it in school. And I had to go to school to learn that. Right, right, exactly. I like that's that that reverberates with me in a big way. It's the school paradox. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And Ricky states it right there. I, in school I learned you can't learn it in school. Exactly. Yeah. So then he starts re- regaling us with the story of how he was kicked out of many schools and school to school picked up for around. truancy and this and that. He bounced around, biggity bang, right? Winds up in this class for uh, troubled kids like him. Yeah, 
Uh, and then we get to the to Cotter's class, and Ricky is being introduced to the class. New kid in class. That's right. And then he has a little bit of a run-in with, uh, with when he meets Barbarino. He gets you the, knew those two were going to clash. That's right. You just saw it coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Two, two, uh, you know, the two alpha dogs. Two alpha dogs. Up your nose with a rubber hose. You competing know. For, for the best hair in the room. <laughs> that's right. That's always going to be a battle. That's, <laughs> that's always right. going to be a thing. <laughs> and, you know, Ricky's not going to take up your nose with a rubber hose standing, just sitting down or whatever. <laughs> you know, He's going to no. chew some no. gum, put his hands on his hips, and come right back at you. That's right. Yeah. He's going to sashay a bit. Right. <laughs> put his hands on his hips, open up his double-breasted suit <laughs> like he's got six guns to get to, and then just start a firing. That's right. And he gives him a, hey, shithead, up your ass with a shard of glass. That's right. Very clever. I don't know <laughs> if I would agree with that. It, it rhymes. It I know that. It does rhyme. <laughs> Which uh, This confuses Barbarino no end. Yeah. And starts <laughs> asking a series of questions. It, did, it did never took much, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but after uh, after Ricky answers his questions, Barbarino decides he likes the kid because he's he's got a little gumption. You know what I mean? Right. He's, right. Uh, just like the rest of the sweat hogs. He's. Uh, I mean, that's what. Yeah, you got to do a step to the guy, step to the big guy, and then you know, that's how it all goes down. That's how you learn earn the respect, right? You go big uh, guys you know, like this kid's all right. That's right. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. Just, just doesn't just take it. Exactly. Yeah. Good. Um. <laughs> What? <laughs> was that good that it works that way? <laughs> like good? I don't know. Good for the world? No, probably not. Good. You're like good, good. <laughs> that's good that it. That's how it goes down. No, that's probably not good for the world. I think it probably is. You think so? If you got the stones to step to the top dog in the room, show him that you mean business. Yeah. And then he lets the rest of the. It's very. It's it's primate behavior. It is. He lets everyone else know that you're okay. Right. You've been accepted into the group, into the pack. Right. It's very dog behavior, too. You sort of go... It, yeah. You know. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's repeated in the in the human kingdom as well, time and again. True. So, yeah. So, yeah, good. You were right. <laughs> it is good. Good. It's very good. <laughs> and then Epstein, like, pokes his head in, and he's like, psst, psst, hey, new kid. And... uh Ricky's talking to me. <laughs> Ricky says, are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. It is very funny. And he, yeah. so he gets him to come out in the hallway with him by using the excuse that he's got to go take a dump. That's right. And uh, Solid, solid excuse. Uh, yeah, it's better than a liquid excuse. <laughs> <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> so He goes out in the hallway and he, he meets Epstein and uh, he's late for school. He doesn't have an excuse. I don't know why he, he enlists Ricky for help with this situation, but he does. Maybe yeah. he can see that Ricky, you know. Ricky seems like a guy. Yeah, it seems he like he can get stuff done. There you go. He's got it all yeah. together, kind of. That's right. Might be able to help him out. Might be. So Ricky sells him on this idea that uh, he can fix the problem for him if he gives him five bucks. Yeah, starts with the with the cost, right. which I love. Right, right. Here's how we're going to fix this. Right. It starts by you giving me money. Right. That's great. But yeah, I mean, Ricky hadn't... Ever the salesman. He hadn't really honed his sales, you know, spiel at this point in his career. No, but the foundation is there, that's is right. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. he's always looking yeah. out for Ricky first. I mean, that's always the Always be closing. That's right, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, and then, uh, then we sort of cut back to the classroom. Mr. Cotter's finishing one of his dumb jokes. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) What's the punchline on that again? Because that's no tuna fish sandwich. That's my wife. (laughs) Heyo. I mean that go that that takes the mind to a number of places. (laughs) Uh, I'll just say, get your dick out of my tuna fish sandwich. (laughs) 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 So Ricky comes back. (laughs) Ricky comes back in the room and Mr. Cotter asks him everything come out okay and Ricky says I feel like I just slept for 12 hours right so that's it which is when we learn that's a line he's been using for decades (laughs) he's taking a poll every time he sits with somebody he's like have you ever done this because every time for me (laughs) is it every time really do you think he feels that every time I do just occasionally because no I think because he stores it up (laughs) He's very efficient, <laughs> so he doesn't take a lot of breaks, so he stores it up, and then, you know, well, the good he, it's like that every time for him, and then he wonders if other people even touch that experience. Right, and the good thing for him is he comes out feeling so refreshed, because it's like he just slept for 12 hours. 12 hours so of sleep. Go right back to work, you know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about exactly. a thing. Yeah, it's great. Power nap, power dump, <laughs> is what I say. <laughs> So Epstein comes in and uh, he's late and, and Mr. Cotter is threatening him with detention, but he, Epstein's got this note which he gives him. Uh, Mr. Cotter says, what is this? And Ricky says, <laughs> very uh, uh, confidently, it's a note. Why don't you read it? Read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. It's great. And uh, Cotter reads the note from Epstein's mother. Clearly, been written by Ricky. I mean, I just get that feeling from the text of the note. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then we cut back to Charlie. <laughs> you mean you can see the author in there somewhere? You can. You, there's a little. It's like when Mamet uses a pen name, but you're like, no, that's very Mamet. <laughs> that's right. Something, Same thing here. Something between. Um, it's something about the where he says you stupid fucking cunt. <laughs> yeah, something was, about that. Something about that was very, very Ricky to me. You kind know? of a clue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And then all of a sudden, Charlie uh, wakes us from this reverie, and and he's asking, he's, he's, "You sold him a note from his own mother." Brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant and genius. Says Cl- I mean, Charlie. Clancy thinks it's brilliant, Th- right? Charlie. He's like, "That's amazing." Right. Exactly. And Ricky says, "Well, that's what I'm saying. Always be learning. Stand up. Speak out. Stay out of school." Right, right. And I think that last part, the stand up, speak out, stay out of school, that's a famous Mamet quote, right? That he said to actors, it's the old invent nothing, do nothing thing, I mean, the the philosophy was for sure Mamet. I didn't know it was a quote, but yeah, that that rings a bell now that you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is. Uh, And it's, yeah, it's very David Mamet, this whole stay Mm -hmm. out of school thing. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 You know where we learned it? Where? Fucking school. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Charlie, <clears throat> Charlie takes that little I'm piece so of advice. So regretful of having gone to school. I just really are you? Yeah, like yeah. all of your schooling, or just like part of it? Well, look, I mean, relationships aside, right? I met some good people. To this day, I am I remain friends with some of them. Yes, but the experience itself, yeah, garbage, <laughs> top to bottom. <laughs> I loved it, especially. I love. I wish being I, I just wish I had gone and gotten gigs. I really do. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I have to say I loved being in college. If I if I could have just lived my the rest of my life just being in college, it would be so much fun. Well, you're going to take this the wrong way, but that, it's such a safe environment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
and they're it's, so it's too safe. And where we went to school, there was very little expectation for excellence. Right. <laughs> so it's per- perfect for me. Yeah. I love it. I mean, you and I did very well there. <laughs> we did very well. We did That's very well. That's how low well. the bar was. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would have loved it if I could have just stayed. Well, I mean, there are people that do that. Yeah, sure. There are people that are lifelong students. That's right. That's right. And, you know, God love them, but yeah. not not for me. No, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, we've talked yeah. about Mamet's advice on that before, that it's better to go out and learn it on the job or whatever, yeah. you know, really learn a craft rather than yeah. learning all this bullshit you'll never remember about history or whatever, you know. Exactly. So. The six years I spent in college, I could I could have literally been gigging. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yep. Well, gigging. Can't go back. <laughs> and nor would you want to. But, and and Charlie takes Roma's advice. The fuck <laughs> kind of bullshit advice is that? <laughs> well, yeah, can't go back. <laughs> well, that's life, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yeah, it is. And at the end, uh, Ricky says, I fucking hate you, Charlie. This time he gets the name right. Right. And we have like a duck season, wabbit season here <laughs> where <laughs> Charlie's like Clancy. No, uh, Charlie, fuck. That is the technical name for the ter- turnabout is fair play. That's right. <laughs> it's called duck season, wabbit season That's right. <laughs> maneuver. It is. It's right? classic. Yeah. It's a maneuver. He Chuck Jonesed him right there. Yeah, he totally did. Who's Chuck Jones? Chuck Jones, the great Psst. animator, did that. Uh, did that cartoon? Chuck. He did the Duck Season Wabbit. Yeah, season? he was like the director of that cartoon. Okay, yeah. didn't know. Oh, Sorry. Okay. That's okay. Sorry. He invented the uh, Road Runner and the Wiley Coyote. You come to the show, yeah, with a bunch of effete buffoonery, <laughs> and then you look down your nose at me when I don't know it. <laughs> he was the Robert Johnson of of animation. <laughs> um, I just want to point that out. <laughs> You're such a dickhead. <laughs> the Robert Johnson of animation. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> animation has no fucking Robert Johnson. <laughs> there is no corollary. But if would, there were, yeah. it would be it would be Chuck Jones. Just want to point fine. that out. Fine, <laughs> fine. And Give him to me. <laughs> and that's the end of that scene. So that was great. Mercifully, <laughs> the end of that scene. No, it's a good scene. It's. I feel like the sweat hog environment really prepared him for premier properties. It's a similar kind of environment as you were alluding to. Yes. You know, it's a world of men. That's right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They never found it's a world of competition. Even. Yes, that's true. They never found a, a good woman sweat hog. They tried like every year on that show, and they they Did ran they? through a whole bunch of different. See, chicks. I didn't even know exactly. That. And they well, they never stuck. You know, it was just like right. The, the did they try Mindy Cohn? They did not. See, well, that's where they went. That's right. <laughs> they tried Deborah Lee Scott, who's Mindy Cohnish, okay, for a season, but then she left. She was probably the best one, but she left to go do Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. So, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> Everybody left that sinking cotter ship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, nobody wanted to stay there. They could. They knew. They could smell that that was not uh, going to last long. 
how long did that show run even? I think it was four seasons. Three or four, four seasons, seasons. Three with Gabe Kaplan. <laughs> something. It was either two with Gabe Kaplan or something, but it was three uh, three or four altogether. I can't remember if it right. was three or four. Okay. But it wasn't One of those long. has an asterisk, though. Yeah, and then like the last two are garbage, you know, just complete yeah, garbage. Course. So, but anyway, yeah. Um, uh, you got anything else here for us? I got today, nothing Zumbo? else. Well, that's fine. It's a wonderful <laughs> thing, actually. Looking at the you do love ending an episode. Looking at the volume of work we've done today, I think it's good. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I mean, did we? What's what? what are we in the sweet spot? Yeah. Oh are yeah. We oh the sweet yeah. Spot? oh yeah. We're well past <laughs> we're, the sweet spot. We're getting very ripe. <laughs> right now is what's happening alright let's go pick ourselves and eat ourselves <laughs> okay let's do that thanks for right. listening everybody yeah bye 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 what would David Mamet think what would David Mamet think